So my my best friend called, <laughs> called the office, um, and it wasn't Ryan. You know, I thought Ryan was my best friend, but no, it's this it's this chick that dated my nephew when she was like fourteen, and then we didn't talk for like. 15, 16 years until she was like the third patient I ever saw after getting my license. And I was a little like hesitant to be like, oh shit, your, your mouth bugged up. You need like dentures. So like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to hook it up. Like, you know, so you're like my first real case. I'll do some herodonics. So I ended up doing like an extraction and I made like a, I can't leave her crown to fill this space. I let her know, you know, she has some decay and she has some other stuff and she's really looking at more extractions and minimal partials and, and stuff like that. But she needs to get like some of this massive decay and, and stuff addressed. Um, and I let her, like I made the shit <coughs> before uh, collecting. And then like she said, she's going to pay. And then she never paid, <laughs> you know? And then uh, that was like, three and a half years ago. So then she called the office cause like, uh, her crown came off and it was emergency. And they're like, uh, so we can get chance for a limited, but you actually have this huge balance on your account that you, you know, need a square. And she got all like shitty with the staff and they're like, we don't know. And she's like, no, wait, the doctor's like my best friend. He'll want to see me. You talk to him. So yeah, so that was a thing. So, yeah, my best friend. I mean, I remember back in the day when we used to run around and sing the My Buddy Kid Sister songs and skip through the fuck. No, no, that happened. Someone someone that I knew around around the way tried to do a solid. Uh, Going to come back to, to bite me in the ass. What was funny, too, is like later, because this is like, uh, I don't know, like two years after I had done this. Pretty, pretty fucking sweet cantilever bridge, honestly. Like, it, it looked pretty good. It was like, I put it on six to replace seven, if I remember right, because seven fractured at the gum line. Well, eight had, like, a giant-ass fucking cavity in it, and uh, it was all cavitated and whatnot. When we're like, hey, you know, you got this shit, and you need to really, like, you know, get these other things addressed. Like, we charged that, and spoke to the patient about all those things and whatnot but uh didn't get it taken care of and then sure enough like like shit is bound to do um it it like cavitated more and like some of the the facial like broke out and again this is like year and a half two after i had done the initial treatment well she called and i think they told her like hey you're uh your balance it's giant but really like a third of what it should be uh do you like are you going to be taking care of that well it doesn't matter because the your idiot doctor like broke my tooth it's just like your fucking cavity eventually cavitated and some shit broke off like but she was trying to blame me for that so it's just this whole shit show thing but i just think it's funny like he's my best friend you gotta, you gotta get, let him, let me come in. We're such good friends. We go way back. Um, honestly, like, uh, she's kind of a violent kid from back in the day. And I remember like she went to juvie for stabbing someone. <laughs> so like, I didn't, I didn't want to not do stuff for her, right? Like, I was like, I'm afraid she's going to cut me. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so that was a thing. Uh, let's, let's hit some Reddit. 
Ooh, this is a good one. So this is Ask Dennis. Mother thinks oil pulling will fix cavity. Today I got a checkup and doc said I'm going to need a root canal. My mother despises Dennis. Me too, bro. And keeps telling me that they want to put poison in my mouth and wants me to do oil. Man. Oh, this is, this is rough. Cause like there was this documentary on uh, Netflix for a while. It's called Root Cause. Fucking bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. And it was actually so bad and so like full of misinformation and whatnot that, uh, the ADA like wrote like, uh, to Netflix and was like just, you know, talking about how dam- damaging this documentary was because it wasn't really a documentary and whatnot. And Netflix actually removed it. And I was part of, uh, the ADA board of scientific affairs at the time. And they were like, like I was just there and <laughs> shit was happening, but like, when they were like, you know, penning these, uh, these letters to, to get it removed and, and stuff. And it was actually, it was, it was pretty cool to actually see something happen, um, at, at that level. Cause a lot of times, you know, you feel like it's hurry up and wait. I am doing, fuck. I'm doing the fuck. I'm doing night shifts. <sighs> so that's, that's the thing. And I still run into that, like people, you know, talking about, Oh, root canals or blah, 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 and this and that and the other. And, you know, sometimes I do, I, I have to do some re-education. And sometimes, like, people, you know, are adamant that they, they won't get it and they just want to have a pull instead. And, you know, we, you know, if we have to go that route, we have to go that route. I enjoy uh, doing root canals, and I mean... I, I love extracting teeth and stuff, but I did kind of get into dentistry to fucking save a teeth, a tooth <laughs> from time to time. So, you know, it, it sucks when something like that happens. And it, it sucks even more if you're a kid and the, the parent is forcing their fucking bullshit onto you and you're going to, you know, either be in immense pain or lose a, a tooth because of it. So, you know, there, there's not a lot of, uh, information on here to tell me like what tooth and, and things like that or even age but so here's the thing like uh in oregon where i practice i think the age to consent to your own medical treatment is like it's like 14 or 15 i can't i'd have to look it up i it's one of those things that i <laughs> when it's close i look it up and then i know but then i forget um but i mean if you really want it you know, the right age, I mean, you can, you can go against your parents' wishes and get what's actually a a scientifically proven treatment done to your tooth to save that tooth versus fucking putting coconut oil in your mouth. Like, that's not going to fucking do anything. Um, What's going to happen is eventually, and I see this all the time from the people that are like, oh, I oil pulled, I oil pulled, I treated it with charcoal or put a fuck, I put urine in my mouth or whatever the fuck is uh, basically, I have a big ass head, and now it's a fistula, and it's draining out of their face somewhere. And uh, I'm like, hey, <laughs> let me let me give you a quick rundown on space infections. Like, you are lucky because this is draining to the outside, and it's just like making these zits and pimples, and you know, pushing that pus into your into your mouth, right? Uh, but if it drains inside, it can be really serious. I actually had a friend. That died of this um, untreated dental infection. That's fucked up, man. I had a friend, and he was like 40, dead, 
because he didn't he didn't get take care of his teeth. And it's uh it's weird because like you know I was in dental school at the time I didn't know the really extent of uh, what was going on. And I I think about it like all the time. I especially think about when I see these people who it's just like literally like our root canal in this dude would still be here, you know, or an extraction. You know, it's just fuck. It's terrible. Anyway, um, so you need to, you need to fucking treat it, and it's doing the oil pull in or having you know the drinking your own piss or whatever thing. Uh, when I practiced in Portland, I had a girl who told me that, you know, she treated her infections by drinking her own urine. So, you know, uh, that was a fun one to, to work on. Luckily, I don't really have a sense of smell, so, you know, I can, couldn't smell her stinky e-mouth. The fuck is that? Uh, oh, that's the fence. <laughs> I installed some lights out by the chickens and ducks and whatnot. They're really pretty, but now uh, it looks different when I walk out here. So I thought there was like a big fucking weird box out here. It's just the way the light is reflecting. I feel stupid now. Anyway, we're going to feed the goats some food. So, it, yeah, so that's, you know, one way to go about it. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, I don't know, like, how old you are, what the relationship with your mom is, but, you know, this might be... If you want to save your tooth, you might have to fucking fight your mom and her crazy bullshit. So, I don't know. Good good luck to you. I feel infinitely bad just hearing this. If, uh, if you were my patient and you could consent to treatment and stuff, I'd probably just do it or at least do it a bribe, get you to buy some, some time or whatnot. It's just sad. I gotta, yeah, I gotta blow some goats. No, I gotta use a fucking leaf blower to blow out the goat pen here in a second. So I'm gonna like, I learned how to pause this. Um, I'm hoping for Christmas. I, uh, I found this like handheld podcast recorder thing. And one of the things that she can do apparently is plug your phone into it and you can, uh, do call, uh, recording shit through it so i'm really like hoping i get that um if i don't i'll just buy it myself <laughs> but i hope my wife buys it for me so i don't have to and then it might be easier to have like because every now and then like ryan and i still talk i don't want you to think like we don't talk at all like, that'd be like we don't hate each other it's not not like that other podcast where where suddenly one of the hosts disappeared. It's just it's hard for us to fucking connect. But we we talk, but we don't talk when we're logging into the fucking podcast thing. Sorry, I'm just throwing shit around. So yeah, so hopefully hopefully soon. Uh, I'm gonna pause. There, I'm uh, I'm done blowing my goats. Um, so yeah, so. I don't know. That, that one, that sucks. Next one on here is saying, uh, is it okay to like pull bone spurs out yourself? And it's like, whenever I have someone come in with a bone spur and it happens, especially when you do a lot of like full mouths and stuff like that, and, you know, if you're pretty savvy with your alveo and whatnot, you, you can mitigate it and you can kind of know where things are going to have some problems. But when I have someone come in with a bone spur, I tell them there's two types of people. There's people who get bone spurs and there's people that don't. So note to what type you are. So if you get one bone spur that you're coming in for, 
your chances are you're going to have more. So I, I tell them, you know, uh, one of the things you can do is you can avoid taking ibuprofen because ibuprofen, you know, uh, turns off the old osteoclast and the osteoclast, like it's their job, uh, to fucking deal with the bones first, right? That's what we pay them to do. So, you know, use, um, use that, right? Um, or don't use the ibuprofen, use the osteoclast. Um, but you know, sometimes people can only take ibuprofen or whatever the deal is. You know, they're just one of those people that they, they just get them. So I kind of tell people, like, well, you know, if, if you feel like it's mobile uh, and you feel like you can get a hold of it, you can definitely try to pluck it out yourself. It's up to, up to you. Um, the other thing that changes, you can come in here, and I'm happy to do it for you. Just if if um, a lot of people don't like to get numb for it, they just want us to kind of tease it out. And if that's, you know, what we're doing, it's really not any different than you doing it yourself, right? So yeah, if you if you want to go after your own bone spur and you feel comfortable doing it, you know that's that is fine with me. Like you, you do you, and then I don't have to. Um, sometimes though, it's not a bone spur. It's a it's a part of. And when I first started doing dentures and stuff like this, I'd see it a lot. It's actually like interproximal bone or buckle uh, buckle bone or something like that that's just poking up through the tissue because you left a sharp point right and it didn't it's like the tissue and the bone they get in a little bit of a race and the tissue will go down faster than bone right so if you leave like these little sharp fucking bony peaks sometimes they'll they'll poke through so it's not like a true um bone spur right because it's it's not something that you can you can pluck out. There's no mobilization uh, with it, so it's, it's annoying. Because it's one of those things. Like when I first saw it, I didn't have any any fucking tricks, and I was like, I guess I flap this and file it down. Is that you know? I don't know what what the fuck else to do. So I guess. I guess that's what we're doing. Um, and then on, I think it was uh, Clinical Pearls or something. Hold on. Doing something you should never do. Counting my chickens. One, two, three, four. Okay, we have all our chickens. Uh, we had, uh, uh, you know, just the fucking dealing with the raccoon bullshit so just, just make sure everybody's counted for i'm gonna have to get uh some new chickens next year kind of up my my flock i only got 10 over here and i got two roosters that's not like the best like fucking ratio you know chickens want want more action that i got a lot of ducks and my ducks are fucking epic like they hang out together they're all different types Crowley hangs out with him. He thinks he's a fucking duck now, I guess. But anyway, uh, what was I fucking talking about? Oh, bone spurs. Yeah, so it's, it's not like a bone spur. It's like a bony peak. And, you know, you can definitely flap and file, file. But then it's like, are you doing a suture? Like, you're kind of reactivating the, the healing stuff all over again. It's not like the, uh, the best uh, thing to do. It's time-consuming. You know, there's got to be a better way. And the better way is 
take your uh, mirror handle and take the fucking mirror off. So it's just like, uh, you know, you got your blunt end of the mirror and then you just have the, where the mirror screws in. And then get yourself like a surgical mallet um, and put the end of the mirror over the point. Uh, get them numb first, by, by the way. A little, little bolus anesthetic there. And then take that and with intent, go whack, 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 whack on that. And you'll crush that bony peak. Then you run your finger over it. You won't feel it anymore. Works great. And you don't have to fucking flap. It's like a, a fantastic thing to do. Now, the only thing about it is the first time I went to do it, uh, also, uh, don't ever say stuff like, I want to try this thing that I read about on the internet. <laughs> you know, not a, not a good, like, you know, patient segue. Um, so, you know, tell me you're going to do this thing, but also don't say, tell look at your assistant and be like, Oh, can you get me the, the hammer or the mallet? You know, those are not words that patients ever really want to hear. It's like, yeah, give me a hammer. I'm going to fucking just whack this person. Um, so I I named mine the Firefly. So I'll ask for the Firefly. And I went through a period where I, I was doing that, not a whole lot, once every three weeks, maybe something like that. And then I noticed it was always like kind of in the spots of uh, uh, Distal 2227. And I was like, you know... When I do my surgeries, maybe I should just do a little bit better. I'll be there. So I started doing that. I can't even think of when the last time I've had to uh, get the old firefly out was. So, you know, just one of those things. Think about it. The last time I went to use the firefly <laughs> um, is uh, I got a surgical guide. And uh, it was for an edentulous case where I was putting some implants on the lower. And they, uh, you got to pin that guide in place. So it comes with the little pins. And I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I gotta, like, hammer these, <laughs> these in. <laughs> so I got in, I had a set of, I was like, oh, get the Firefly. And then I, like, opened the surgical kit, and then it's, like, anchor pin drill. I was like, oh, yeah, that probably makes more sense is to use that drill versus hammering nails into this nice person's face. So, uh, yeah. You be aware of what's in your kits, too. All right, let's check uh, dental school really quick. Then we'll get out of here. Whew. It's uh, it's getting close to baby time. So it's exciting. When do you start wearing scrubs in dental school? Hmm. We So dentistry is messy, right? You get dirty. Like even when you're just in the beginning, you're just pouring up like stone models and stuff. You're going to get that shit all over. You just start wear, wearing scrubs day one. I think we were required to, at least when we had uh SimLab. I think we had SimLab almost every day. So maybe like on Fridays we didn't. There's one, I think D1, like Fridays for half the year, we were in lecture all day. So I think we wore normie people clothes. At times, um, but yeah, just wear just wear scrubs. Dental school is messy. Um, are my chances of specializing ruined? Yes. Not even gonna read it. Title says it all. Currently, D one, not doing bad, but I've come here to ask because I've always been interested in endo, and there's an endo residency program at school. I got an eighty-seven in anatomy. Blah blah blah. Grades. Um, endo. I feel like it's a specialty 
that when you look at most of like they, I, I think getting into endo residency, there's a lot of residencies that like you to come from being a GP, like actually having a, a couple years as a dentist under your belt or uh, your, or things like that. So, uh, you know, it really depends on your, your, the residencies you're looking for. Grades are, are one way that you differentiate yourself. You can, you know, rebound from a thing. An 87 in anatomy and, uh, uh, mid to high B's, the rest of my grades are, I think you'll, you'll do fine. Like you should be top third. I don't know. Like if you're somewhere in the top third, you can specialize. Like I, I, I think I've been really clear. I was in the bottom third. I think if I applied to specialties, I, I probably could have specialized somewhere because I was really strong in other places and I interview like a motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, if you, yeah, there's, there's just ways you'll, you can get into stuff, you know, even if you have to do like an extra, go to a GPR to go to a specialty thing, like just, just don't stress about it. your D1, stress about the teeth. Um, I have done a very shitty prep. Me too. Uh, for a fixed partial denture. It's basically a prep for a porcelain fused to metal bridge. Uh, I thought the amount of reduction was close enough before I called my instructor to see if the prep was ready to take take the secondary impression or if it needed further reduction. The lingual wall wasn't finished yet and needed some more, and he told me so. He looked, he took the handpiece and worked for like five to seven minutes and asked me to take the secondary impression. Unfortunately, I didn't look at the final prep to see the finish lines. <laughs> oh, this is the classic, my instructor fucked it up. Unfortunately, uh, or I just made the impression and saw a very delicate finish line on the lingual side and the distal side, like, I don't know, 0.5 millimeter, but as the prep tapers greatly to get a path of insertion because the distal abutment is so tilted, now that I did, got the cast, the mesial abutment looks shitty, like I did nothing at all to the apical portion of the tooth on the distal side, but enough reduction on the middle and occlusal. I know that the minimum thickness for metal substructure is 0.3 in porcelain is one millimeter, which could be achieved on the buccal and mesial sides. So now should I go back and reprove the tooth and take a secondary impression, or is there another way? Um, where are you short? You're saying you're short on like the lingual, maybe some of the, like the lingual, like the lingual most portion of occlusal. Just do, uh, occlusal lingual and metal. Boom. Done. Uh, there's no, you don't, uh, this doesn't say like if it's top, bottom or whatnot, but, uh, a, a bridge, like, you know, if you're doing a PFM, like you, you can make it some, some more M on some, some places. It'll, It'll be fine. Uh, don't do bridges, place implants. Um, anyway, let's see. How often are Venice required to get vaccinated throughout their careers? Is it an every year thing or is it even required at all? Um, it's going to depend on where you work, who you work for, um, health care laws in your state, you know, things like that. When COVID was coming through, like you had to get like in Oregon, a COVID vaccine to work in healthcare or like some kind of religious exemption or shit like that. Just, I mean, you're a fucking doctor, bro. Like, you know, vaccines work, right? Like, you probably even had to fucking study that and put that in a, a paper at some point. Just get stuck with needles. Like, you stick people with needles all day. Like, you can get stuck with a needle occasionally. Like, I'm full of fucking COVID boosters and shit like that. I thought you can still fucking manage to get COVID somehow. I have Omicron 5 or whatever the fuck it is um but yeah but i have all my my stuff i don't get a flu shot uh 
every, every year um, just, just for timing. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, but everything else, like your Tdap and tetanus and, you know, all, all that shit, like, I mean, most of it is required to work in healthcare. So, you know, you can get out of it if, you know, uh, you claim certain things or, or whatever, but I don't know. I'm a big, big fan of vaccines. Like that's why we live to be fucking 90 is because we don't die of polio anymore. So just fucking take your medicine. <laughs> I can't end on that one. That one just seems, uh, seems like I'm a bitch. Self-care in dental school. As I finish up my first trimester, semester of dental school, sorry, pregnancy on the brain, I want to reach out to other students to see how you will take care of yourself during dental school. This semester has been a huge learning curve. I'm very happy with school, blah, 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 balance. Yeah, I I tried to do, um, like, at least once a week something for myself, even if it was, like, just watching a movie I wanted to see. Um, I don't know, like I went to dental school when I was a little bit older and before dental school, I used to get punched in the face for a living. So I don't know, like I never was over that stress. There's definitely stressful times. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's times I want to quit and there's times I, I cry and there's, you know, like some really rough days, but most of it is pretty good. Just, you know, fine. I would do whatever the thing it is that, that is not dental school that you enjoy. Just, to, you know, carve away some time for yourself. Like I used to put it in my Google calendar in a little checklist. So check it off when I, you know, watched the movie I wanted to watch or painted something or put together. I used to build costumes and shit. So if I worked on a costume piece or anything like that. So just, uh, yeah, make, make time for you and make time for this awesome song. So I'm getting to a point where I have all these little, like, half episodes or little bits, especially when I was starting out, like, trying to just do, like, oh, cat, I'll just, I'll just do recordings anywhere, like, in the car, while I'm doing chores and whatnot, and uh, sometimes I don't really have a format, so I just ramble kind of semi-incoherently for, for a while. I know not much different than, than normal is what it is. Um, but some of them just like, really, it's like, I think I maybe said like one thing, a substance, and then I just didn't say anything too great. Or, or sometimes I like got really heated about, about something sort of for no reason. I'm like, eh, maybe that's not what I want to put out into the world. But, uh, some of them have a lot of like, I don't know, like decent parts or whatever, but I'm too, like, I don't edit anymore. Take a hard stand, like whatever there is there. So just keep putting them in this file and the file keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like all these weird half episodes or things like, oh, I was gonna record like a Reddit section and then the Reddit section I recorded, like wasn't super great because some of the Reddit questions were kind of bullshit. And then I look at it later and it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I'm gonna put it somewhere else, but I just haven't put it anywhere. Um, so yeah, so a, a lot of that. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with those. I might, uh, this might be the intro 
or just randomly in the middle of where it would be funnier um, of like a like potentially three hour podcast of just like here's some insane fucking babble if you get bored so yeah that's what this is bye thought i'd share that with you it's been uh one of those days let me let me update you on the saga of the door right and so uh you know i don't know what order these will come out on because i basically i look for things i try to make them a, a length that's appropriate and i like stitch them together and fucking throw them in and then schedule them to where it makes sense. Like if an episode's sort of short, I try to make the next one be a little bit longer, whatever. Um, so anyway, my mom got a door. The door w- was not right. She had to, I had to get out of her truck. She was painting it. Well, anyway, so in my mom's door buying, what she did is she bought a door and remember it turned out to be wrong, but when they called and told her it was ready, she was like, Oh, well, I'll just get rid of my other door. So she took, and this is an exterior door on her house. Uh, she, like, took it off and threw it away. Like, took it to the dump. Like, there is no door. So then when she got the door that is wrong and and stuff, and she didn't want to wait for, like, them to get a new door or whatever. Uh, so she just had a hole that she, like, put some cardboard over. Like, it's like a, <laughs> like a ghetto, you know, uh, uh driver's side window replacement yeah you know um so now we're about to have like a crazy fucking snowstorm there's winter advisory and it's gonna fucking snow so i had the craziest fucking day at work and she's like i need you to come over and and hang my door i'm like oh man i can't tell her i'll do it tomorrow because what if we get like 12 12 inches of snow or some shit like just you know her cardboard you know isn't gonna hold up so had to run out there and and fucking hang the door and my mom's awesome she's like a little terminator but like she doesn't have any grip strength she can't do anything heavy and I, i don't know if you ever hung a door but you gotta like you know hold it or get it situated so you can like screw it in and like I can't like hold it and screw it and she can't hold it and uh I'm kind of better at lining it up and so it was just it was it was a lot of we got it done it wasn't overly hard but it was one of those things just felt like way more fucking complicated than than it's worth. Uh, speaking of way more complicated than it's worth, like don't, don't do ERA attachments. Like, oh my god, they they hurt my brain. Like, so I had a guy that was kind of associating with me, and he, he, semi-retired older dentist or whatever. And every time I was gone, he treatment plan these like crazy ass fucking ERA plans. And then also, if you're gonna treatment plan weird ass shit. Like, know how to fucking code it in the computer, because he's like, oh, we're going to do this, and blah, 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 and then he, like, puts in nothing remotely similar to that in the computer, so I either got to be the bad guy of, like, hey, actually, like, yeah, we can totally do the thing that you guys talked about, but it's, like, three times the money, 
or um, I can do it for the price that they talked about it, which is more like, I don't know. I, I just don't, I just feel like if you arrive, you did all the steps, like you're the patient you go through and like, you know, you saw the doctor, the doctor put together a treatment plan, you went to consult, consult, consulted, you agreed on a price and, and whatnot. Like, I, I feel like my office should honor that price. And if there's, you know, a fuck up somewhere, I would just rather eat it than, you know, be like, no, we fucked up, so you're actually, it's, it's this. And I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's dependent on what it is. Like, if they wanted a fucking all on four with oral surgeon and you treatment plan two occlusal fillings like yeah no I'm not I'm not gonna comp that but it's like uh, you know if it's if it's in the ballpark and it's nothing nothing too crazy and uh one, one of the things I always check my treatment plans like so the assistants put it in and whatnot and I look and you know, I kind of square up and, you know, make sure it's like, oh, no, that, that was supposed to be a crown or, you know, whatever, you know. And every now and then, like, something might go to consult and it's just like, oh, I meant for this to be a 7210, but you put in a 7140, you know, I'm not going to make them call the patient and be like, no, tell them it's another $84. You know, it's just like, fuck it, I'll just, you know. Uh, I think it's important that you put in notes and stuff like what you actually did and, and whatnot and code out uh, what you what you did like that's, you know, CYA and whatnot. Uh, but if it's if there's a, a little difference, like, a, you know, just just eat that. But on on this, it was like not super in the ballpark. So what? what OK. They talked about doing. um some, uh, yeah, overdentures basically that, key, that click into ERAs on canines. So endos, uh, the ERA attachments, right? Um, the extractions of remaining teeth, uh, you know, they need some bridges to section. Um, when, when you're doing that, especially with removing teeth, you know, like, doing some type type of uh, immediate or interim uh, prosthetic because you know it's it's gonna change a little and need to be changed up before you finalize it and you want the ability to do a wax try and, and, and whatnot at the end so you know then you're gonna have your final prosthetic attachments that that, that click that in you know blah 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 there, there's some weird coding with it but it's not like crazy hard you know um, that you can play on the endo and then like partials, these should really be like overdentures, right? That are that are clicking in, um, with like like I said, like a healing denture, an interim denture, uh, and stuff. But the treatment plan like fucking partials uh, and some some root canals, and like nothing about the attachments, nothing about an interim. So it was like the the treatment plan would have been like triple. But it's one of those, like, the, the patient is super sweet. You know, I, I, I like them. They're a good patient. Um, we had previously talked about doing uh, implant overdentures. And, like, financially it wasn't uh, really in, in the cards for them. So when they had their periodic, which I, I, on the day I wasn't there, fuck me, um, 
associate like that's what he went with but like really doing implants and doing eras aren't really that much different in price i mean the implant uh, we're, we're gonna place that and then there you're gonna throw in an abutment right so your implant placement um i i don't know what it what i charge like 1800 or something and then like the abutments like 250 so like uh call it like uh 2500 all in um with whatever else we need to do with the implant and you know the, the pickup and blah right and then the dentures um but if you do like the era so you're gonna do an endo right then you're gonna do the precision attachment and then you're gonna do the the other thing like you might it might be changing it down uh four or five hundred dollars per plant so maybe you know doing doing that is is going to get the the total treatment plant down like you know maybe two grand um maybe but uh, probably not even that and it's like i don't know man it's the the survival rate and the complications that you have with an implant the survival rate's better and the complications are less than uh, uh, doing an endo and sticking in a post that you're then going to click a denture in, into, right? Like, there's a lot that can go wrong. Seen those things split. Um, I've seen seen those come out. Sure, I've seen implants come out. But I've never fucking seen an implant split uh, yet. So you know, it's, it's just a it's a different thing. But when they treatment plan like not anything close, it's like it's like triple, and it's like well. Oh, they're a good patient. I'll just I'll just do it. But it's one of those things that it turned out to be really, really ridiculously uh, complicated and just kept running into into problems. The, the endos were very uh, they weren't overly difficult, but very calcified canals, just kind of kind of tricky. Uh, Eleven, there was like. The whole the whole precipice of what set this off is they they had a bridge that was canine to canine, and there was severe recurrent decay underneath uh, eleven, and they had like some recurrent decay elsewhere, so they they were wanting to go into a full solution, but they didn't want to have anything to cover the palate, right? So I mean, implant supported denture is kind of where you're going, and also if you're not going to cover the palate, like two ERA attachments is not enough right i don't know anyway uh so i get the the bridge taken off and the bridge actually they also had 10 so i take off 11 and it's like the decay like goes down like like sub bone level so that's looking bad and i'm like okay 10 do i want to put the era in 10 I was like, I don't love 10, it's such a tiny root, and it's like, what about 13 over here? So, I ended up uh, accessing really quick 13 and getting a file in it and just trying to trying to see what it was going to be versus doing 11. And 13 is better too. The, the other thing that's just, that was tricky about this whole thing is the, like, not only is that going on, there's severe perio. So it's like, these teeth... I'm not even in love with with them as above it. It's just it's just like a tricky thing. So we had like you know a, a conversation about 
failures and things like that. And it's like hindsight 2020. I, I should have just told them. I was like, you know what? Implant overdentures is a better treatment. Let's just do that. And, you know, I'll just do it for that price. I should have done that. But I didn't. I, I don't know. I shouldn't have to do that. Just... I guess what I'm saying is if you have an associate or anyone else is doing treatment plans, really make sure that they're, you guys are, you know, simpatico on that shit if you're having to do each other's work. And I should not have people with treatment plan crazy bullshit that they have no intention of doing. So, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of missteps. It'll, uh, uh, the patient's going to end up getting a really good result. It's just pro- well, probably going to, be more of a headache for me than I than if I treatment plan. Well, I did treatment plan and plan on fucking overdentures. Oh, oh, I know why the my treatment plan was so much higher uh, too for the implant stuff. Um, uh, if you're doing uh, implant overdentures and you want to remove the palate, you need you want six implants really on the top. I mean, you know, four is doable. Uh, but, but six is better. So anyway, that's why, you know, going to like, oh, you can do that all just on two was like such a drastic change in the treatment plan, uh, price. So now I remember, now I remember why it was so different. Anyway, uh, Reddit, should we Reddit? Fucking see, see what the Reddit will bring to me today. Um... Do we do ask? I think we'll do ask, Dennis. The glue on my re- permanent retainer ain't there. Man, I really fucking hate permanent retainer. So, I have a person that they had a maxillary uh, permanent retainer. And here's the thing about a maxillary fucking permanent retainer is your bottom teeth, like, depending on what how you chew and what you do, you're going to fucking hit that thing. So they came in with it broken. And they, I was like, we can do the removable ones, yada, yada, yada. I don't love, you know, those ones. They're like, no, it's the only thing I want in life. So we did it. It is broken, like, three times since then. So, I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a headache. It's broken again. I think that's something that we're dealing with, uh, right now. So, uh, I'm, I'm an Invisalign fanboy and Invisalign has this, uh, uh, product. It's called Vivera and they're like a really good retainer. I, I like them. You can also, I think I've said before, you can put bite stops in them. They're just, they're just nice. Uh, so yeah. Dennis did not inform me he was using amalgam for my dental fillings. Concerned about the risks and not sure what to do next. Uh, you're going to die. And just plain and simple. You know, you put the fillings in and probably within the next 200 years, you will die. So, you know, there you go. No, fucking, it's amalgam. Like, oh, God. And so, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't use it because it's annoying and it looks crappy. That's that's my thought process. And our uh, posterior composites and stuff are so good nowadays, I don't think there's a time and place. Well, there is a time and place. The time and place is if you're in the military and you have to get a complex amalgam in lieu of a crown because there's no way to get you a crown until you return to, you know, wherever. Um, so that's a good good 
cause for, for using amalgam. But otherwise, yeah, no, just get, if you're thinking amalgam, you should probably just be doing a fucking crown. But it's, uh, people freak out about the fucking mercury, right? There's no active fucking mercury in the amalgam. We put the amalgam in the little shaky shake device. It goes shake, 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 shake the mercury out of the fucking amalgam. No, it, uh, it, it, it alloys it, right? That's, that's the thing. It gets it all mixed together. Once it becomes the amalgam, um, it is no longer any of the separate components, okay? So there's no like fucking mercury floating around that's gonna do anything. It's just a, it's nothing. It's like uh, if you take uh, table salt, right? That's sodium chloride. Well, sodium is a fucking you throw that in water and it will fucking explode, right? And uh, chlorine gas will fucking kill you, right? But uh, you put those two things together and it's stuff that we put on our food. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It's not any of those individual components uh, do anything. So you're you're fine. Now, I guess the bigger question is it always blows my mind because sometimes, uh, you know, a, a patient is like, I had no idea you're going to do this. And it's like, I think you're not listening because, you know, you come in and we diagnose shit and, you know, we diagnose whatever and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you go and you consult and they talk about pain for blah, 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 blah. And then you come in and I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And you, we give you a bunch of paperwork about the risks of blah, 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 blah. And the assistant tells you that we're doing blah, 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 blah. And if we get to the end and you're like, I can't believe you filled this too. They're like, what? You know, so I, I really, I think you, you should have known about the Malga beforehand. And like, if, if you're the dentist, like you got to. I don't know. Let people know what you're doing. If uh, if you didn't, but I I'm believing that you you probably did. And uh, I don't know. I, I with, with patients sometimes it's easy to to talk over heads, right? You uh you, you know you get into dental speak. So uh, when I'm when I'm talking about um, like doing crowns or some or something, and you know I I'm not being like, do you want to? zirconia crown or a porcelain fused metal or it's just like you want a white crown or a gold crown you know if i'm doing fillings uh i haven't worked with amalgam in a long time but uh uh and i never really did much with amalgam you know but you know i i say like hey we do a white filling here i don't say composite i say white you know or tooth colored you know versus silver if i'm going to use amalgam for some reason or i'm talking about amalgam i just say silver filling like, you have some silver fillings with them decay under them, or you have some silver fillings that uh, I'm, I'm seeing some cracks, and honestly, we should we should transition those into crowns or whatever, because uh, those teeth eventually fucking break. It's like driving a little wedge into the into the tooth and chewing on it. Eventually, something gives, and it's usually, uh, usually your fucking premolar. Whoever invented the premolar, fuck them. It's, it's a horrible tooth. Bad design, especially... Especially the fucking maxillary first. Like, fuck that tooth. Like, serious. You do a, you do a canine endo. You're probably doing one canal. It's fine. You go you go back to second molar or second premolar. Probably one canal. That fucking maxillary first. It's gonna be like, oh no, I'm getting all splayed out and crazy. I'm also gonna have the thinnest fucking root ever in the in the buckle. So when you go to pull it, it's gonna break off all all shittily. Um, you know, they split, you know, 
Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. The, the uh, mandibular ones are all at their uh, fucking weird angle, so they don't want to sit over the root the way you think they should. Just fuck premolars. Like, if I could never work on a premolar again, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, I like... What? What? I like sitting in my office. Um, I downloaded this new game on my phone. It's called Snap. It's, uh, it's like a customizable card building game with like Marvel characters and they have little like powers and stuff and you like it's a short like it takes like two three minutes to play around um so I've been playing that for a few days and it's uh it's pretty fun uh I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special uh where Drax and Mantis go to steal Kevin Bacon glorious there's a song in that then I'm going to try to download and I can put on this because it's like, it's fantastic. It's uh, uh, it's about Christmas, so maybe this will be a Christmas episode. I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway, what else? I was talking to uh, a, a buddy of mine that's a, that's a dentist and, you know, he, I had a shit day. He had a shit day. He had a patient that came in and he went to do, um, he had ordered scan bodies, uh, to, to scan for this guy's implants and the guy drove super from super far away he took the healing abutment off and then he's using like the uh, Elos or whatever and he didn't know that it has the world's tiniest fucked up weird ass driver that you have to buy for it and he did not have that or anything approximating that and like couldn't, couldn't complete the thing and yeah, yeah implant drivers man like I, I have so many now. Uh, I am. I did. I got this chart. Maybe I'll try to f- figure out a way to link it in the show notes. But it, it was some some dentist. I think it's like from D Town or something like that, where they uh, they put together uh, what drivers work with what. So it's like you know your small hacks, your lo- large hacks, like work with all these, and then you're like little square, big square, uh, you know, oddball fucking shape. And then I, I don't know, straw man, <laughs> it's like weird kind of star thing. But it is, so it's kind of a nice thing. Cause now I feel like I have all the drivers, but, uh, occasionally cause there's, what was I, something weird. It was Zahn or Hyosin or, or some shit. And it's like one of those, like, they have three different drivers across three different types of implants and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, Ugh. so I had to like, I tried like five drivers in a row trying to get some, and I had the right thing. It just, I was like, Oh no, it's this. Oh no, it's that. Uh, but yeah. Yep. 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 Anyway, what, what else we got going? Um, I'm anxiously like we have, we have set, the induction of my child into the Hall of Fame. Well, the Hall of Living, I guess. So December 12th, so if this airs before then, uh, just know that probably probably if Caitlin doesn't pop beforehand, like on the 12th, we're gonna go in and they're gonna, you know, take a balloon and a bicycle pump and get things going. You know, I'm hoping that, like, 
like I could hire a clown, I could come in and like make a balloon animal first, you know, kind of get her like, oh, it's fun. And then like they can go in and be like, and now we're going to take that balloon and woohoo. Um, but then if this is after the uh, the 12th that this comes out, I probably am a Faja. So that's pretty exciting. That is a ridiculous, oh, it's the UPS truck. I was going to say that is a big ass truck. It's bigger than me. Uh, which means there's probably Christmas gifties at my house because uh, uh, we got a little stupid on Black Friday. Little stupid. But yeah, so anyway, um, I will leave you with that uh, song from Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you have Disney Plus, uh, check that shit out because it's pretty fucking fantastic. All right, laters. Okay, more Redditing. Ooh, I found a tiny axe. Hmm. Okay, so what do we, what do we, what, do we, what else do we got in old Ask the Dentist? So, consultation cost. Hello, I've got a question regarding the first visit in an orthodontist office. Is it a red flag if it is not free of charge? No. Does it matter? I apologize this question is some way offensive or weird, but I already had two disappointing experiences, and I paid for the visit first in both cases. Third doctor told me that I have to pay X... Money, same day I called to book an appointment. I don't know if I should be careful or not. So, here's the thing. Like, dentistry, it, it's, you go to a lot of school, it's expensive. My fucking time is valuable. Just, just, I would want to be paid. Now, I do free exams. I do free exams, and, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I'm part of the problem, but, uh, you know, I think it's up to the individual for provider especially like specialists i work with a an ortho specialist and he does offer uh free examinations and whenever i have kids you know if they're like around like seven i'm like hey you see the orthodontist because you know shit can get wacky kind of kind of quick and uh i like my ortho he does a free consult he'll kind of take a look and you know if they need to intervene they'll get that uh planned for you it will not uh i have another ortho um Incidentally, I don't like it. it. Has nothing to do with uh, with that. What the, the what the fuck, Ava Menendez? One of their waters is man, it's fucking soupy out here. But one of their waters is like upside down and dragged over in the mud. It's kind of weird. I feel like it shouldn't be there. This is all wet. God, animals are gross sometimes. They're really cute and fun to have, but. Gross motherfuckers. But anyway, yeah, my other ortho, uh, who I don't really refer to, but it has nothing to do with it. He charges his fee. He, he has a consult fee. Um, my oral surgeon has a, a consult fee. You know, um, some places do, some places don't. I, I don't think it's a red flag at all. Like, you know, people want to be paid to, for their expertise. I don't think that's a bad thing. When I go anywhere, like when I go to a, my fucking doctor or whatnot, even if like they're not doing a procedure on me that day, I'm assuming I'm paid for it. Same if, if I go to a place about the, uh, my, my car, or my computer, or any, any fucking out thing else. Like, you know, if you don't know, know how to fix your, your problem and you go to a specialist in the field of that problem, I think, you know, you should be prepared to pay them. So I, I don't find that to be a, a red flag at all. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. Look, uh, 
just look at like you know word of mouth like i i think one of the things that's uh worthwhile is everyone should know somebody who has done you know braces or their kids had braces or their blah 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 blah. just be like hey what orthodontist did you use did you like them you know we're good old word of mouth oh what else do we have here Should I pop a gum abscess? Hmm. You know, so the thing about squeezing on pussy things, right? Like, if you squeeze on it and it and it pops and it squeezes out uh, the pus into the outside world, that's not a bad thing. It'll actually probably relieve some pain and, and whatnot in the same way like a agitated like pimple or, or something like that would. Uh, but they tell you, and they even tell you not to squeeze on like, um, pimples and, and things like that. Cause when you're squeezing, you know, you want it to go to the outside world, but it could end up breaking on the other side and going in, uh, to a space and giving you a space infection and space infections be very, very serious. Uh, people actually can like fucking die on those. Like if you have like a pimple that's sort of like up on your uh, eye near your nose and you like press on it and it doesn't pop out it pops in and like you get an infection in the cavernous sinus or whatnot like that, that would be pretty fucked up uh so the same, same kind of thing like the risk is if you're poking at that um that it could be transferred into a space space like when i come in and you've got like an abscess that i'm gonna you know drain at a you know time of extraction or whatever what uh what i do is i actually you know we call it lancing you know you you get on your horse and you ride at it full speed and you take your lance and know uh what you what you should be uh doing is uh you know poking that and actually creating a hole so then when you apply pressure and i usually i think i've said before i do it with my anesthetic right so i'll kind of inject into it and then I'll inject in another place so as I push my anesthetic in the pus and garbage and whatever the fuck else comes out of my fresh anesthetic hole you know in one hole and out the other that's what she said uh, <laughs> sorry I've been watching some of the office when I'm allowed to uh, so yeah so you know like if you lance it and then squeeze on it it's probably not a big deal but the the more important thing is if you have that abscess just make it relieving your symptoms so it goes away doesn't treat it like you need probably most likely a root canal or an extraction less likely it could be like a periodontal abscess and you need something in regards to that so you know you should uh you should get that looked at by a dentist. I'd make a dentist appointment and have a expert pokey abscess popper, you know, do that. Okay, what else? Um, are my wisdom teeth hard to be removed from this panoramic image? Uh, they are ones that I'd refer to the oral surgeon. No, that's not very helpful. So what I'm looking at is upper ones are easy. They're they're out. You get forceps on, or if I get an elevator on them, they'll, they'll slide out. But the bottom ones are horizontally impacted. 
looks like the distal cusps have breached the tissue. But the more concerning thing is that when I look at the the lines of the in, ah, um, it is it's in a way where the, they coincide with the tooth. Now looking at it, I can see both lines. Um, you know, it doesn't look like uh, like it's occupying the same space, but it's it's close and it's uh, it's it's close and awkward, and it's not at the level where I would want to do it, even with the CBCT. I just have OS do it. If uh, if I have something that looks close, you know, I'm getting I'm using my CBCT more nowadays, which which I sh- which I should um, because I have it, and I you know you always you always wonder if something goes south. And you had to like get up in a courtroom or something like that. Like the question that, uh, you know, you get asked is why didn't you blah, right? Whatever blah is. And if it's like, well, if you thought it might be close to the nerve, why didn't you take a, you know, three dimensional image or refer or whatever? Um, if it's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't for whatever reason, you know, it's one thing, but it's like, well, I actually have a, uh, a CBC machine, and I didn't take it. It's, it's not very justifiable. So make make sure you're doing that. Oh, sometimes chickens are very weird, and they like someone will lay an egg, and another hen will go in there and be like, "Fuck your egg," and uh, break it. So I just had to clean up some some broken egg. I got home, by the way. I think I already said later in this one. I came into this one and I hit resume. So this one's going to be all fucked up. It's probably going to be weird redditing bullshit like in the middle. Uh, sorry. Sorry for the double reddit action. What else do we got here? I feel like this is still a fine episode. I'm sure you guys care about whatever I'm saying. Do I need to get fillings done before getting a night guard? Ooh, that's a good one. So, ideally, yes. Like, do all your restorative work and then uh, get the fillings done. But sometimes, you know, it's really easy to say to patients, do my whole treatment plan. Uh, And if they have the money and whatever, it works out great, you know, insurance, blah. But sometimes that's not the case. So, I think it's more important because like if you're doing fillings like it might it might be a little bit of changing to the occlusion and, and things like that uh crowns is the one where you really it's like get your crowns done before the night guard i had uh, a situation once in thought i broke an egg in uh dental school uh where someone got a night guard and we were delivering it and it uh went on it was really tight and the instructor had to pop it off and a, and a crown came off it turned out there's like recurrent decay underneath the, cr- the crown and you know there was more reason for it turn off but it's just like i think about that it's like, eh, you know get your crown get your implant get that stuff done and then we can come back through and you know do this do this other thing so that's that's my thought process there. I'm so, I'm sorry, Rachel. This one, Rachel came out because she thought I was going to be giving out mealworms, and I didn't. It's too dark. 
too dark. All, only the ducks should be out right now. This ducks uh, party all night. And it's snowing a little bit. So that's weird. It doesn't feel like it's cold enough to be snowing. I always find that it, when it feels the coldest, it's like not raining, not snowing or anything like that. But snow never really seems like it's that cold when it's snowing, at least in, in Oregon here. Okay, for this Reddit special, let's uh, see what else we got. Uh, can anyone tell me if this white roof in my mouth is normal or not? I'm scared. I can barely tell anything from this image, but there's definitely like stuff in the vicinity of the soft palate. You know, if you feel like you've got some weird growings in your your soft palate or whatnot, just or on your tongue, uh, go go to the oral surgeon, go to the dentist, like get that biopsy, get that taken care of. Is you know, by the time you're already seeing stuff. Like you, you want to get right in because if it is something, you know, that's the difference between losing part of your palate or part of your tongue, part of your jaw. And it's like, we had somebody that uh, came in, wanted new dentures. This is a couple days ago. And my hygienist, she came in and she's, she'll do a, a cancer screening. And she was like, yeah, they had a, a lesion um, up behind them. They said they're not taking their denture out at night. I think it's from that, so I want to do a follow-up in two weeks. And then I went in, and, like, the soft palate is just covered in, like, just a weird – it didn't, didn't like, look like squamous, but it did not look like squamous. You know what I mean? It, it was something, like – I'm like, this isn't, this isn't, like, a denture stomatitis thing. This is something different. So, you know, urge the patient, like, hey, I'm going to put in this referral. They're going to call you. Like, I just want to stress it's very important to go. Like, we can – get a denture made that's not none of that's a, a big deal but you know like this can be very serious get this uh looked at like immediately you know uh there's just some things that especially too when um you know sometimes you'll see something and you'll ask a patient about it a little, little fibroids and stuff like that and they're like oh i had that looked at or i had that or you know they said it was benign they wanted to remove it it's like okay you know just so long as it's been looked at but someone's like Oh no, that started coming just from the denture. That's why I need a new denture. Eh, no, probably, probably not. Anyway, uh, I'll answer a kitty winky one and then I will go inside. Would sedation or an anesthetic be possible for a cleaning? I know it's kind of a silly question, but is it doable or possible? I know I should reach out to my dentist. I will. Oh, oh, this is. Somebody asking in dental school about that. So, yeah, here's here's the thing. It's risk reward, right? Uh, I don't think you should do, like, IV sedation to get your fucking teeth cleaned, nor are you probably going to find a place that does that. So you can find some somewhere that will probably, you know, prescribe you, like, Ativan or uh, Ambien or Xanax or, or whatever to do um, periodontal stuff, especially if it's like SRP or whatnot, but you can probably find someone that would do that for routine cleaning. Um, I don't like to do anything like 
more than that because it would require like monitoring and pulling an assistant and stuff like that. And again, it's risk reward. It's just like, it seems overkill for doing the old scrapey scrape when you're teethy weethies. Um, but I have done, and rarely, you know, given, given someone, uh, you know, some kind of anxiolytic, uh, for periodontal stuff. You know, a lot of times they say they don't like the, the sounds and stuff. So, you know, you can encourage headphones and, and some things like that. But I think it's more detrimental to not get your shit clean. So anyway, clean your shit. All right, bye. Trying to make up for for the uh, uh, cast in which I meant to go to Ask Dennis, and then I talked about like my head and stuff instead. So trying to trying to get another another tail end one. I guess I need to do one of these with just like pop culture and and stuff too. Um, although I don't really think I really vibed anything recently. We're going to watch that spirited movie with, uh, Will Ferrell and, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. So maybe, maybe I'll talk about that at some point. But yeah, other than that, I mean, one of them people's having a big concert. that's really expensive. Uh, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry or, or something. I don't really know. Um, anyway, hmm. there was a, there was a rabbit poop that looked much different than other rabbit poops. That was weird. Anyway, uh, Ask Dennis. Yeah. So the thing about Ask Dennis and why I think I have trouble is dental school, like you go down, it's, uh, a lot of the same questions. I just try to not answer the ones that I've answered before, but most of them are easy to talk about on Ask Dennis Reddit. If you go there, like, Nine out of ten things is a picture of a tooth in like, uh, does this need a filling or does this need an extraction? Or even even worse is there's no picture at all <clears throat> and they just try to describe it. My tooth has a tiny black dot, you know, something like that. And it's like, well, A, you guys can't see the fucking picture, so it doesn't really help. And B, it's like, well, I need an x-ray is really the only fucking thing I can say on the ones that you know, don't even have a picture. It's like, man, there's fucking nothing to go off. And that's 90% of the forum, which is, which is why a lot of times I go to the nail school one, because I really have to uh, curate stuff out of here first um, to, to make it worthwhile. Um, anyway, so <laughs> first thing on there, is it a cavity or staining? And it's a picture of a tooth. Uh, need an extra. <laughs> uh, Fillings, crowns keep breaking. Should I go somewhere else? Um, <clears throat> maybe. It depends on... It says I've been going for five or six years and the stuff keeps failing. Like, stuff is lasting like a like a filling or, you know, even even a crown, like three, three or four, five years, and then it's failing. I mean, it could be, you know, are you going to all your hygiene visits? Uh, what's your diet like? There could be something else going on. Uh, do you have a night guard? If not... Why don't you have a night guard? You know, uh, things like that. So it's, it's hard to, hard to say. Ooh, I like ones that start with asking for minimal judgment. Please see photo. Post was deleted on dentists and try to get photos instead. Oh, this is a long one. Oh, so this is okay. So they've got, um, uh, kind of a, a misshapen, uh, uh, tooth 
right? And uh, a kind of a lot of spacing in in the front, and they're wanting uh, to be aesthetically dri- driven. They're wanting number ten, uh, which is eh, uh, not really a peg, but <laughs> kind of clo- close to a peg, right? Uh, to be replaced. The problem is what they're wanting is they're wanting their whole smile fixed, and it says. Uh, that they're trying to do things as cheap as possible. Um, and their dentist, I, I guess it, it looks like he was saying, um, that he can't do a crown is what they're saying. Probably saying a crown is not going to fix the aesthetic because if they, with the space and everything else, if they make this number 10, uh, touch, which, uh, the patient is, is wanting, it'll be, uh, it'll be, you'll have to put a molar there to be fucking, um, ginormous right so that's uh that's kind of the issue and then so the patient is like well what about pull it and and put in an implant and again the patient's not really understanding um i think in in these circumstances some of the things that you you can do is uh charge for diagnostic wax up and then send it to your lab and say hey or i mean you could do it yourself if you're like a masochist um the patient is wanting uh, a crown. They want to close spacing. What can you, you know, what do you got? Um, they can put something together and it'll probably not look super great, but you can show that to the patient and be like, is this what you're wanting? Okay, then maybe we need to talk about something because I bet the other dentist is like, well, yeah, we could do this, but, you know, to really get the symmetry of the teeth and the spacing right, you know, we got to go, crown to crown veneer type stuff to second premolar um is what it kind of looks like uh, to me when i'm looking at it um and the patient's like oh that's too expensive so they're like well let's just get rid of that tooth and do an implant and the doctor's probably like well no no that doesn't you know that gets rid of this tooth but it's still it's the crowning stuff that's uh that's the problem so um then they're they're kind of asking like <clears throat> snap on smile stuff and I mean, you could probably do that. It just wouldn't look great or last. I mean, it's not not dentistry. That's just like, hey, let's put some thermoplastic around, around the teeth and make it A4 paper white, and uh, you know, expect that to look good. So anyway, um, ear related problems since my wisdom tooth is partially erupted. That's actually. Um, that's actually uh, pretty common because what'll happen is the, uh, I got to fix the pond. I don't know if you heard that whirring, like there's leaves and duck shit <laughs> filling up the filter. I got to get my hands in there and it's freezing. So that always sucks. Um, uh, so ear problems, uh, headaches, really common with lower wisdom tooth impaction because you got on that, that nerve, you have, you know, branches that'll actually go up. I forget my muscles. Tensors and tympani, I think, is innervated off of that. So, I mean, you know, having the earaches, headaches is pretty common. Um, so, yeah, getting getting the wisdom tooth out. This one uh, is horizontally impacted, and you definitely see the IA canal, uh, like, pinch in. Uh, so, that's a referral in, in my book. Ooh, 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 <laughs> wow. Uh, we found a found a good one, guys. Uh, I was giving head to my boyfriend, and then blood was coming out of my mouth. Hi, 
24 female here. I have had gastritis on and off for a while. And so yesterday we got super scared because I thought I was having a GI bleed because right after I started to give head to my boyfriend, we noticed blood in his penis. It was noticeable, but not a lot of blood. But I did get scared. Then I went to the bathroom and spit some more. Then blood was fresh, uh, bright red. My gums also bleed when I brush. Then sometimes, and I've had a history of gingivitis. Could it be caused my teeth? Do you think it possibly came from my stomach? Oh, oh man, there's a lot to unpack. This is this is great. Let me first. My first thought reading this is there's the HBO series True Blood, right? And one of the things that I always wonder about in True Blood because uh, vampires only have blood right? Because uh, they, they drink other people's blood. And what's established in in the show is like uh, when they cry and stuff, blood comes, comes out instead of tears because it's kind of like their only fluid. But it's also a very sexy show. So they, you know, have a lot of sex. And we've always kind of wondered, it's like, well, when they ejaculate, does blood fly out of their penis? So in thinking of that, First, like I know you're 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 doing the thing where you're like this is this is on me. This is like my GI bleed, which doesn't you know seems like if you were doing stuff with the other end, that might might be uh, more of a cause, right? Shrek. So I said, Fiona, eat this orange carrot tree. Um, uh, but you can consider what if your boyfriend is a vampire. Right? Like, have you seen him outside? You know? Um, if you're a, a telepath, can you read his thoughts? Like, there, there's all sorts of stuff that you should be um, giving some consideration to before just jumping to, to Jeffrey. Now, um, other, other things that, that could be going on, too, is, like, when's the last time you've taken a good, long, hard look at his penis? Right? Because uh, there, there could be some stuff... Uh, going on you know there there is sexually transmitted diseases that he could have uh kind of sores on his cock right that could result in blood um on there so that's a possibility he could be a chronic aggressive masturbator um and it's you know basically like uh, developing you're like look at his hands like how calloused are they and uh, does he work outside with a shovel a lot because if not uh maybe he's just you know, punishing that penis and, and skin's coming off and it's going to blood that way. Um, the other, the other thing that, uh, think about is, do you have any, uh, uh, jewelry either direction, right? Um, cause kind of the act, uh, you know, what your tongue's doing, what, what not, things can bend a little way, get a little bleed on the old Prince Albert or your, your tongue ring or something like that. Uh, tooth scrape, right? Just the, the over, hammering up into your your palate maybe his his penis is is sharp and dagger like and he stabbed you with it uh causing a little blood um or you know it it, it could be something something like like coming up from your throat but i really i really doubt like you would be having that level of like you know gi problems or uh problems with the old esophagus that uh that you're you're getting blood out in that direction. So most likely the vampire thing. Like I'm like thinking that might be it. Uh, you know, uh, garlic uh, doesn't really do anything to true blood vampires. I don't believe. I think like, next time he's at your house, say I revoke your invitation, and if he flies out the door, 
boom, you know. Alright, I think, I think this is a good end of an episode. I almost wonder if it's like too ridiculous. Probably not. I'll put it somewhere. Alright, love your faces. Okay, so let me tell you about this chuckle fuck really quick. So it's Friday. Slate. Get an emergency page. I look. It says, um, hasn't had antibiotics called in. I was like, I didn't prescribe anyone antibiotics so of course they haven't so i go look it up motherfucker hasn't been seen since like august i'm like okay <laughs> did i put in a prescription four months ago and they just now thought about it so i go to look look at the notes dude came in had a uh a tooth that was causing him pain it was abscessed it was uh an upper molar i it was still like a little uh you know not doing the upper molars. I'm, I still, I haven't, you know, I'm going to next good one I see, but I refer him to Endo and he had said, and it's in chart note that he's going on a trip and, and whatnot. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to give, put you on antibiotics, you know, that hopefully, you know, get the endo appointment scheduled, go on your trip. Antibiotics should hopefully, you know, carry you through that and then come back. This trip was supposed to be like 10 days, not four months like he's been back he just antibiotics made it so it stopped hurting so he didn't go to the end of Donna's until apparently he's in excruciating pain uh friday after i'm closed calls the emergency thing and basically says they didn't put in my antibiotics because i haven't fucking seen you so i have to call this guy and be like yeah uh i can't actually you know it's, it, it's, it's been a long time i can't just prescribe something you have to uh you know we have to, to set you up with an appointment uh, to come in. Um, and really, if you want, to, want, you should call the endo office and, you know, they should have that referral and you should really get that done. That's what's going on. And he is just dropping F-bombs. You motherfucker, I'm not going to do this. It's like, fine, dude, get someone else to refer you. Like, you know, Merry Christmas and fuck off. Like, what the shit? Your, uh, your poor planning is not an emergency for me, right? <laughs> I was like... Hey, and you know, I, I, I managed to slide in. I like, I don't know, maybe you should have went to the endodontist uh, be- before I hung up. And also, ooh, I was so close to sometimes like when I get a page, there's a lot of bullshit I, I have to do. Like I have to go remote server in to look up at things. I also have to like load up. I have a, uh, a Google voice that I call people from um, that doesn't accept incoming calls. So there's, I can call you. It's not showing up as my cell phone or whatever. You can't call me back, right? That is an important uh, thing of call because, you know, uh, when I was in dental school, I, I used my regular number to call people, and then those people started calling me. Those people called me after I was done and graduated and was a dentist. I'm like, hello? And they're like, oh, God, I have this going on. I need to get in. I'm like, ooh. So I graduated uh, like a year and a half ago. Um I get you in my office, but it's not in Portland, you know, that type of thing. So I don't, I don't make that mistake. Uh, but anyway, this would definitely be a guy that uh, would start calling me back just to fucking cuss me out or anything. So anyway, uh, fuck that guy. Um, and Merry Christmas. Oakley dokely. Um, second to 
to last day of where I have one more fucking day uh, before I'm on paternity leave. And what a what a fucking doozy today was. Like, uh, I did my other half uh, all on 4Ks. I just placed the implants. We didn't uh, affix the, the denture. We're going to let them heal and whatnot because we had to do some grafting. And there's, like, uh, kind of shortness going to the uh, sinus and stuff. But uh, it went really well. Uh, that was good. I had, like, someone that had, like, some bizarre fucking implants that were placed that there was like no abutments or cover screws and the tissue was all grown over and there's infection and I had to like basically dig those out and get uh, healing abutments on everything so, so I had kind of like a, I had a molar root canal that came out pretty good um, just a lot of different stuff on on the schedule I, I did some thirds at the end of the day I extracted this uh, fucking 32 that looked like an elf shoe it was just like the distal root was just laying on the fucking Ian, just caressing it up there. Um, took a CBCT and it looked like something that I was like, well, if I can get an angle, I think this will roll out and be kind of fun. And uh, it did. Uh, so that went well. And uh, the guy was really grateful. Um, had fucking this morning, this guy that came in that he's... So there's people, like when I had the martial arts school, like if you didn't know that, like if you're just coming into season two... Before dentistry, I was a ninja. Yeah! No, I owned a fucking martial arts kid in school and taught, like, Taekwondo to kids. Like, don't get too excited. But I had this guy that, like, called, and he was like, yeah, uh, what kind of martial art uh, do you teach? And I was like, oh, uh, you know, Taekwondo. Uh, Oh, who was your instructor? And I was like, oh, we're... You know, our style of Taekwondo originates from this, blah, 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 blah. And we're actually, you know, offshoot of Master Keller, the uh, ITF, which was a branch of the ITC. And then, like, we actually have this other, you know, guy that we uh, train with, uh, Alta Costco, you know, blah, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. So, like, in that, if someone were to attack you with, you know, uh, this punch, what would you, oh, well, first, you know, we, we teach. You know, the best way to not get hit is to not be there. So, like, a situational awareness and de-escalation, but then, like, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, you don't want to be forced with force, so blah, 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 you know, on top of this. And then he would keep asking me these fucking questions, and I would keep trying to answer, and then also kind of give him the pitch, because, you know, this is how I put food on my fucking table, right? Is I got to get this guy in in any uniform and teach him to fucking key on shit, right? So... You know, try to get in and then work, work to this, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, spend way too long on the phone with this guy with his million questions and then schedule him for a, uh, you know, new, how I said, new patient exam, uh, new student orientation, right? Um, but then, like, he'd call and cancel it and then ask another million questions and want to move. And he's just like a fucking time vampire. Uh, and he will just suck the life out of you and waste all your time, right? So anyway, so I had a new patient today that was like that. And I kind of knew from looking in the chart notes from, like, how many times he's called and canceled and the front has, like, done this. And he has all these questions about weird, bizarre therapies he's read about. And he has all the, you know, he basically has a bunch of failing teeth and he wants to ask you questions about weird experimental shit and, like, different stuff and yada, yada, yada. But he, he came in and I, sort of a time vampire, but we get through all that. But the weirdest thing is anytime, like, there's a spare minute, 
he wants to get out of the chair and fucking do calisthenics and aerobics. Like when I first came in the room, he's doing like fucking cherry pickers with his ass in the air. And I guess when they came to get him for like a perio charting, he was doing a wall sit. He's just super extra. He's like uh, fucking Richard Simmons, you know, but with bizarre dental questions. Like instead of like, I'm a pony, I'm a pony. He's like, I need a bony graft, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> and of course, he just wasted everybody's time, didn't sign up for any treatment or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's just, just, just don't, like, if you want to work out and stuff and tell people sitting's the new smoking, that's fine. Just fucking do that shit on your own. Don't, don't come and do that. Like, he wanted, uh, he's like, oh, can I get, I need to get up and move around. Can I just walk around the, no, you can't walk around the fucking clinic and pop into other rooms and fucking do yoga in front of my other patients. Like, just sit down and shut the fuck up. Um, so we had that, we had, we had this person, I don't know if I talked about, about them before, but they came in and they're like, my wisdom teeth hurt. And I was like, okay, we should take out your wisdom teeth. And they're like, fuck you. I don't want to have my wisdom teeth out. Why would you think that? And I was like, I don't know. Cause you just said that you were in pain from them. Well, they left us a, a shitty review about how we like, uh, are trying to push treatments that, um, they, uh, uh, you know, that are what I want to say, uh, not elective, yeah, unneeded, unnecessarily treat, treatment and stuff. And it's because, like, she had, like, uh, diastema and a bunch of shit, right? Um, and we had recommended, like, in, Invisalign. And she didn't want to do Invisalign. And then I was like, that's fine. Like, you know, you, you've got, like, kind of look at your occlusal map. There's, you know, some, some different things that are leading to, you know, kind of from the spacing and, and, and things like this. And this could be something to consider. You know, I like you to know uh, all your uh, options and stuff. Um, so anyway, so there was, you know, fucking that person. So let's see. I am parking because I need to go buy death and milk. So I'm going to go do that. I'm going to just try to use this pause feature. So lest you think milk and death is something. Hello? I don't know. Fucking. Lest you think uh, fucking milk and death is uh, some weird Eddie Azard bit. Um, I just wanted you to know that I was getting milk and liquid death, which is like a water that my wife likes. It comes in a can. It's just water. If you search for it on the interwebs, there's like, uh, some people told their friend it was like alcoholic. And so she's like drinking it and like it's a white claw and acting like she's getting all tipsy and shit, but it's just water. And then they tell her, so you can, you can look at that. It's kind of funny. Um, Pop culture stuff. So this was like Thanksgiving weekend. I took my mom to see Black Panther. And then a couple days later on um, uh, Prime, they had Black Adam where I could just watch it at home. So I watched both of those movies. And they're both fantastic kind of for different reasons. Like Wakanda Forever is a better movie, right? Uh, Black Adam is just more fun. Wakanda Forever is like... It's heavy, okay? Because um, they do this thing where there's a lot of characters in it 
that have to like have their moment of dealing with uh, Chadwick Boseman's death and saying like something poignant, and they can't just like do it back to back to back to back. So it's interspersed with the movie. So it's really weird because it's like it starts, it's doing some movie stuff, and then like oh eulogy from this character, and then like it's doing some other stuff, and then eulogy from this character, and it really it cuts into kind of the the pacing of the movie. Um, and it makes it a little bit like, like, I don't know that, like, I could watch the first Black Panther again because it's fun, even though, like, it has the worst CGI cat fight I've ever seen in it. Um, but I don't know that I'll watch this one much more because nothing in it was that good to, like, deal with all these sad slowdowns, uh, for me, but it was a great film. Does that make sense? Like, you should see it once. Like, it's great. Um, it is a really good, uh, movie. Um, but it's just, it's heavy. You know, it'll it'll weigh down a little bit. Uh, versus Black Adam is not a very good movie. It's like a dollar store ripoff of the Avengers. Okay, like they're like, what's good in Marvel movies? What Ant Man? He's funny. Put put him in our movie, right? Uh, like uh, some banter between some between some people. Let's put that in the movie. Like Doctor Strange, get him in there, you know. So they kind of do this and you know Adam Smasher and fucking Hawkman and and uh Doctor Fate are good characters and they they have like good established lore in DC. They don't bother to set any of that up. Um so you're just kind of left with like, "Oh, and this guy's sort of like the Falcon Captain America." Okay, okay. And this guy's like Doctor Strange. Right, and Tornado Girls, no, kind of like their own thing. Good job, DC. Um, yeah. So, and then I don't, I don't know, but it, but The Rock like says kind of funny things because he's like a man out of time has been fro- frozen for five thousand years, and there's a little kid sidekick that's trying to get him to like be a superhero. So he's like, say, tell him the man in black sent you, and they like kill somebody. And he's like, the man in black sent you. He's like, no, you have to. Tell them that before you kill them. And he's like, oh, catchphrase, then death. You know, things like that. It's, uh, so it's it's fun. Um, like, he slow motion shoves a grenade in someone's mouth and te- literally tears someone in half like fucking King Shark did to that one guy in The Suicide Squad. So it's a lot of fun. It is an enjoyable movie. Um, back on the Black Panther side, though... Uh, it, uh, it unlocked in me watching that movie. I, I didn't realize that my sexual kink is like bald women with spears. But now that's the only way I can get an erection. Because, uh, oh man, I don't even... The Dora Melange uh, fucking kicking ass with spears and stuff like that is... I don't know... Like, because they were in other movies. They were in Fal- the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff. Like, I've seen them before. I've seen them with spears before. I don't know, something, something like maybe you throw the blue Avatar people in there and fucking retarded Namor with his feet wings. Excuse me, Namor. Uh, and it gives me a boner, but Jesus, it did. Like, I don't even know what to think anymore. So that was interesting. Um, they're also, uh, shit, man, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce anyone's phone, uh, name. The, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce anyone's phone. Nokia phone? Like, the Black Panther's ex-girlfriend, uh, Nakia, I think, is her name. They put her in some weird green spandex outfit, and it is hot. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of hotness in that movie. Uh, the Rock looks old in Black Adam. Like, he's 50 now. It's kind of catching up with him. Like, he has this weird, 
like thinness to his face that he's like big and muscular but kind of has an old head and i'm like oh man rock you're getting getting on in your ears and i don't know what to think about it so mm, comparing the two like just watch them both like if you're listening to this podcast you can afford $25 to see those two movies that's that's my guess um and if you can't it's probably because you're in dental school. And I just realized that half of our audience is super broke. Just put it on, use your student loans. That's what student loans are for. They're for going to dental school and fucking seeing The Rock punch people in the face and seeing hot women with spears that are bald. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of a pop culture thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to Violent Night, which is the Santa Claus David Harbor thing. This is probably going to come out way the fuck after. I think this is slated to come out in February, unless I move shit around. So all that that that, that will be old hat. Um, but Violent Night, I hope it's it's good. We're going to see that movie Spirited, which is uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that has to be good. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Wednesday, but it's coming up into Christmas time, and it feels like a weird thing. I don't know why they didn't fucking have that come out around Halloween, like, oh yeah, fucking Adam's Family TV series, uh, Christmas time. Put it around Christmas time. Fucking bizarre. I've heard it's fantastic though, but I'm sort of saving that. What else have I watched recently? I think that's, I think that's it. We're still watching that Winchester's thing. It's still not very good. Um, hmm. If you want to check out any any of this shit that we watch, uh, Movies My Dog Watched is the podcast that uh, I do that on. Um, so if you, you really want to hear more of my voice, you can uh, look up there. Um, so yeah, I think I'm about to be pulling into the house, so I'm going to let you go. And we will maybe uh, add like a Reddit question section from whenever I decide to look at Reddit again. All right. Peace, nerds. So I'm on paternity leave now. And literally minute one of paternity leave, like it's Caitlin's like, like last. She's like... Uh, we're, we're set to be induced in about a week. And she, she's like, always oh, uncomfortable and whatnot. She's like, I want to drive to the store. And I was like, you want me to just take you to the store? And she's like, no. She's like, stay here, watch the dogs. It's going to be the last time to drive for a while. I want to just zen this out. I'm like, okay, yeah, no big deal. And she's like, hey, go into the Christmas shed and get uh, the holiday doormats and put them out in the front. That'll make me happy because we're not really doing a lot of big um decorations and stuff uh this year because um i don't know like if you have giant ass fucking decorations it it takes a a little bit of maintenance and you know what the weather might shift and the wind and something might you know get knocked over or whatnot and if you don't deal with it like uh you know then your fucking nutcracker is dead and you paid like 300 bucks for them and you don't want a dead nutcracker at that price so we're like okay we're not going to put up any crazy bullshit until maybe we're out of the hospital and back because we don't know how long we'll be in there hopefully you know not very long but anyway we don't we don't have anything up uh 
we have some stuff inside. We have Christmas trees and stuff. I do have a Festivus pole um, outside, but it's not decorated. I mean to decorate it, but uh, it's really just just a pole hammered into the yard. Um, but it's so it, you know, it's it's there. We're we're celebrating something. So fucking, she's like going the Christmas shed. So the Christmas shed is this metal like steel frame uh shed it was like some kind of uh, the old owner like some place was going out of business and they like basically sold him this shed so this shed relocated here and it's uh it's very nice it's like oh i don't know 20 by 30 something something like that it it, you know it's it's sizable and it has a roll-up door that's probably uh 16 feet or more 20 feet on the on the front uh of it and that door of course is very heavy so it's on like a spring pulley system but ever since we moved in you know it's been a spring pulley system that i guess we we never realized how it was supposed to work but it was supposed to work that if you unlock the shed door it would roll up by itself and then it assists you in putting it back down into place and it'll it'll click in and, and relock itself but it, it doesn't work like that you just have to open it up and it sort of sort of bunches like we knew it wasn't like it, it's one of those things it's broken but it works it still does the thing it's designed to do so you don't realize how broken it is so i go out into the fucking christmas shed right and i i'm like looking for these mats and then I find them and I notice them that they're under this piece of wood that'll have to move and I'll have to there's a there's a roll-up door I guess this is important to the story then there's a normal on the side of the building just a fucking regular door and that's how you know I usually go in unless I'm I'm getting like a big giant skeleton or some shit out of there right well so I go in and I realize oh I have to open the door uh, to, to move this piece of wood to get the mat she wants. So I go to open the door and the pulley assist thing, uh, breaks like catastrophically flails, flies off. And it basically what that does is now it's on a high tension wire, but only on one side. So it jerks this door that way. So all of the casters on the other side, comes off the tracks so now the door is off this tracks and this door i don't know it's a roll-up door but it's 20 feet long you know it's it, it's lightweight but it's so massive that it's not weight i i my guess is it's 300 pounds so this 300 pound thing comes unhinged cracks me in the fucking head <laughs> just like boom takes me off my feet um i don't know where it hit me i have a giant goose egg on the back of my head like behind my left ear and i think that's like it hit me in the head sort of in the front and i fell and i hit my head on the cement on the ground but i like like it blacked me out for a second i was like holy shit like like okay um this is bad and then it's like it's making this straining noise i i feel like because it's on high tension on one side right i'm like uh uh so i'm like my head's hurting my ears are ringing i'm like hulk this thing up and like wedge it with something run into my shop really quick grab like a you know my socket set and i'm running out there like fucking trying to figure out how to get casters back in so i like rebuilt this door while i you know just an excruciating pain i don't know if you ever had like a 
like uh, I got a concussion so bad once when I used to do martial arts that I took a nap and I woke up and I was bleeding out of my ears. Uh, I didn't have health insurance, so I didn't do anything about it, but I still lived. But uh, something that I've heard is you're, you like shouldn't, like if you get head injury and stuff, like sometimes it's, it's best not to take uh, like uh, ibuprofen, Tylenol, those type of things. So I don't want to take anything for it. I'm just like, I'm just going to deal with this, like be fine. But so uh, it was two days later now I lived. It's all good, but I have like my neck is so fucking stiff and sore. It's like a whiplash thing. So dealing with that, uh, yeah, I can't complain out loud because my wife is, of course, you know, nine months pregnant. So her, you know, she has all sorts of pains. And if I go be like, oh, my neck hurts, she'll she'll look at me like she wants to to kill me. But anyway, I got the door uh, short up as best as I can. Post baby, I'm gonna have somebody come up and help me. Um, I got to figure out if it's feasible to open the door because you can't have it on one high tension wire. So it's like, I either got to take the other one off or reinstall the first one. I don't know if it's feasible. I don't know like if, if I could lift open the door without those assistance cables. So I don't know. It's a, it's something that's like on the list of things to deal with. It's not very high. Uh, decorating the Festivus pole is a much, much higher thing. I'm going to go, I think, duct tape like a Christmas ornament to it and you know, maybe zip tie. Zip tie is a little classier than duct tape. And I was trying to find if I had some like festive colored uh, like tape or something to, to wrap around to like candy cane wise. So it looks like something. I have some green frog tape, uh, but frog tape's like super expensive and I don't want to waste it. I have some white tape and I have some black tape. It's just like that doesn't read Christmas or Festivus really. I have some blue painter's tape. So yeah, I don't know. I was really hoping for red. Red reads Christmas. Green sort of reads Christmas, but like I said, I'm not willing to waste my frog tape on this endeavor um what else is going on uh so me being off is more or less just consisted of doing chores caitlin's like hardcore like nesting and i'm i'm doing like uh over the last two days i've i've just we have seven acres but really we only have fenced and and live in like four of them the rest is like some woodland stuff behind our house that you know makes it so we can't see our neighbors which is nice uh well neighbors you know behind us um but we have a lot of trees that drop leaves and fall decided to come like really fucking late this year so i've been doing all the leaves for the last uh two days just like eight hours of raking and loading stuff into a dump trailer so my being off and it is just doing a bunch of chores and getting stuff ready that I, because I know after that, you know, <laughs> day, day one post newborn, I, I won't have any time for that bullshit. Um, I'm in my shop and I'm looking out my window and there is this, the house across from us. It's not, well, okay. There is a house there, but it's four buildings. They're all like, if I, for three of them, if I ran up and I put my shoulder against the building and pushed really hard, it would probably fall over. Like it's that deteriorated and rotted and just fucking ridiculous. Whole thing needs to be um, bulldozed. The other one is a, a cement building, so I probably couldn't tip it over. But it's full of old washing machines. 
So it used to be like a laundromat. This place used to be like a laundromat and a gas station and a feed store. And then now some lady uh, lived in the house behind it, which is like a crazy hoarder house. She had like a hundred cats. And then she died and the cats uh, feasted on her corpse for about a week until someone like, uh, you know, came out and and found her. And now the, uh, the place is for sale. They're selling it as is. Uh, we were tempted to buy it and just bulldoze the fucking thing. Um, but they want a ridiculous amount for it. There's nothing usable over there. There's also like, if you tried to like set up a business or do something over there, um, and you had to do like a groundwater study, you'd be fucked. Cause it, had, it, it used to be, um, like I said, a gas station, uh, used to be, uh, uh, fucking, uh, laundromat there is ground is, is fucked. The, uh, house itself doesn't even have a well. So we don't even know like what lady was, how she was even living in squalor with her cats. But anyway, so the cats and even, even before this, all the feed store frontage is in front. Her house was behind day and night. Ever since we've moved in, people drive up, they park in front of the feed store. Five minutes later, they, they leave. No one ever gets out of the car. Don't understand it. Don't know why. I'm pretty sure it's a drug thing, but it's like all manner of people. Some people look like they'd be fucking drug people. Some people don't. There's like taxis that come with people there. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, that still goes on, but now there's a, a collection of people throughout the neighborhood that, uh, I know throughout everywhere. I don't know, like 15 cars a day. Um, go and someone gets out and leaves fucking cat food or does stuff because there's all these cats that live over there. And there's this white cat with like a black like toupee looking thing. It's like I don't know if you've ever gone to that website, cats that look like Hitler dot com. Um, it's a Hitler, you know. It, it's it looks like that. Um, but he has all these people doing his fucking bidding, like fifteen times a day. People stop and fucking feed the cat, and then like. Uh, 50 times a day, people stop to do whatever drug nonsense. So there's always a fucking car over there. I don't know how long I've been talking. Uh, two cars since I've been talking have, have stopped at that place. And I, I can't stress this enough. I don't really like people. And I live out sort of in the middle of fucking nowhere, uh, so that I don't have to deal with people. And it's just annoying. And, uh, you know, if we're out and like doing stuff with our dogs, it's just like a never a constant, stream of uh, of dogs and um, and our dogs will will bark at people kind of because here's the thing like if you move out to the country and you have dogs uh and you know you're supposed to be a quiet kind of peaceful area if if there is a strange person on my property i want my dogs to bark at them you know that's why one of the reasons i have dogs uh it's not the only reason i have dogs they're they're fun to pet and they're soft and uh you know, they give me purpose and uh, they're cute and stuff. But, you know, I also, they're, they're sort of like a security system. I, w- I want, so I don't want to like overly correct their behavior and desensitize them to all these fucking cars and nonsense stopping over there and be like, oh, Drax, don't fucking, you know, go crazy pit bull rage at the person across the street. I sort of want him to go crazy pit bull rage. Like that's, that's part of, part of you know him as a person so i don't know it's just it's super annoying um if because like i said it's priced as if all these buildings were usable for something (laughs) if it ever uh drops in price enough that i could uh i could buy it i I really would and then just 
level it, maybe put up a, a big privacy fence and have my own 10 acre dog park. Maybe like an upscale luxury dog park. I put in some nice features, maybe a little dog miniature golf course, whatever that is. Like the dogs do stuff and you play miniature golf. I might be onto something. I don't know. How would this work? You get a hole in one, it dispenses a treat for your dog. I'm, I'm going to workshop this anyway. And like, I'll market it to celebrities and celebrities could come and stay at my guest house and use my luxury dog park. I I might be onto something here. I might not even put this out on the internet because uh, I don't want any of you fuckers to steal my idea. Um, I got the whole thing set up for Ryan can now call me and we can record a cast like that instead of logging into it was before like what we had to do with stuff with like basically it's the equivalent of like zoom links and things like that, but it gives us better audio audio quality. But I don't know. I haven't. No one has bitched about the audio quality of any of these solo casts I've put out that half the time, like right now I'm recording on AirPods. Sometimes I use my, my nice mic and stuff. Uh, but, but usually this is, this is what I'm doing. So anyway, uh, that's the, that's the update. Um, I, I think I'm doing these, uh, a lot right now. Um, and I, I like this one. I haven't even mentioned dentistry at all yet. Uh, but I think it's the way that I'm de-stressing. So I don't even know that some of these will see the light of day. I don't know how, how interested you guys are in, in the property across my house or where I almost killed myself with a door. Um, so bunnies, uh, what's really cool is I found like they really love little crunchy bear things and tinkle. Uh, they love them so much. They'll eat them out of my hands. So it's like the coolest thing ever. Like my, my rabbits are now like they will hand fed. They still, they don't love, they don't, well, they definitely don't want you to pick them up and they don't love to be touched, but they're letting me touch them a little bit more. That makes me, me happy because they're, uh, they're very soft. They're fun. Um, thinking about getting a pig also. Um, I really feel like it's time to, to get a pig, but Caitlin thinks if I get a pig, I won't want to eat pork anymore. And I love some pork and I don't know if it's true or not because we have chickens, but I, I definitely still eat chicken. Um, but I like the duck so much. Like I no longer really consider duck something I want to eat, which is weird because like we used to have a duck every year uh, for Christmas. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know like what the difference is. I'm sure you guys really care about my diet. Let me, while I'm out here, let me just pull up Reddit. I'll try to try to at least do something quickly related to dentistry. Oh, shit. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, I'm not working right now, so uh, I have no news stories uh, about about stuff or, or people that relate to dentistry. Um, taking a break from dentistry, and like I've only, like I've not even, like I'm on what, day three of fraternity leave, right? So, I mean, I'm not really... I haven't been off long enough to uh, to be like, oh, this is like really reset my time and blah, 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 blah. But I, you know, I do think uh, vacation and stuff is important. And I have, 
I feel really bad about uh, taking time off just because it's, it's hard. Um, Cause it's like you get, you know, if you, you, there's the, you take a day off, but when you're like an, an owner, if you're not open or, you know, you're, you're kind of creating a backlog for yourself when you're not there. So it's like for every day you take off, it's like you, you kind of put yourself back two days. It, it feels like, and that's, that's a really tough place. I, at least for this leave, I have a great uh, doctor that is uh, covering me. One that's, you know, um, he, he's, he's experienced, he's been around for a long time, but he's really good with CE. Um, and he does like, we're simpatico. Like he actually, he called me, he was like, Hey, um, there's this pediatric patient that you have me seeing. Cause like, you know, he's taken over for me. So he's got completing some of, you know, my treatment plans and whatnot. And I saw this kid that needed some fillings and he's like, I just wanted to, to touch brace. Cause he's like, you know, sometimes, uh, if I think the tooth is going to exfoliate before, you know, it causes a problem, you know, I might not do that. I was like, Oh, I 100% agree with that. And that is my philosophy. I'll usually, you know, kind of, uh, coach parents on that. Just like, you know, they were, they're like eight and a half. So I wasn't, and I'm like, cavity is like, I can definitely see it. And like, I'm like, Oh, 10 to 12. Like, I don't really see if I think this will exfoliate before, you know, so we kind of talked through on, on it, but it was nice. Like, because we're on this, exactly on the same page. I have the same thoughts, but, and he was like, yeah, I know. I agree. It's, it's close. He's like, I think these ones would be okay to leave. And I was like, yeah, I am all about like, you think they're okay to leave. Um, you know, totally leave them, do what's, you know, uh, the first molar fillings definitely get that taken care of, right? Those are more important than an MO on T or whatever. So, so that's kind of cool. So he's been, uh, doing that, um, for like I said, just a couple days now. So it'll be kind of interesting to, to go back in January and, you know, switch over, uh, So something that I really hope eventually just just dies out is a letter, like handwritten letter writing uh, to businesses. Like I don't, I don't know. There's still there's some people that think the appropriate response to perceived wrongdoing or or whatever, sometimes not even wrongdoing, is to is to write a handwritten letter uh, to the to the business. And just don't, don't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, like I was at Home Depot the other day, right? I'm at Home Depot a lot, let's face it. And I went in and I needed, um, some, some salt for a water softener. So I was getting a, like a bunch of bags of salt and you get them cheaper if you buy more than six. And I need a little extra because I want to make a salt ring around, uh, Jensen's crib at night so he doesn't, you know, get out and go after you guys. Uh, so you're, you're welcome protecting you from my, my little health spawn. Um, but no, so I'm, I'm there and I get like a bunch of bags of salt. And usually what I do is I don't get a set number. Uh, I always get more than six, but I get like whatever the, they're, they're like in the 
they're in stacks, like these big 50 pound or 40 pound, I guess they are, um, bags of salt. So I get the full stack. And then if that's less than 10, I get the next full stack. So I always have like a ridiculous amount, not just like a high number, but it's just like, I don't always have 10. I have like 13 or 12 or something like that. So then I go up to the, uh, the front and they have U checks and I scan, I like count my bags. I scan, I like run the dinger. I'm like, ding, 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 you know, uh, 12 times or whatever. And then I'm about to go to pay and the checker lady comes over and, and she's like, Oh, did you scan everything? I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, did you scan all these? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, let me look. She goes and she counts and she gets like, Oh, she's like, no, no, you have one more. And I was like, Oh, my bad. So we scan one more and I pay and then I go out to my car and now I'm unloading these or off the cart, loading them into my car. And as I'm doing that, I'm counting and I actually did have it right. So her coming over and be like, no, you had it wrong. Cost me six bucks. So I had to like pay for another one. Um, now I could have done many things like go back in and be like, Oh no, I actually did have this amount. You put $6 back on my card or whatever. Or, um, I could have went home and, you know, got a fucking number two pencil and some, some paper and like penned a 20 page like letter on how Home Depot has, has wronged me. Dearest Home Depot, you scallywags. When I was in your establishment on this, the day of December, the fifth, the year of our Lord, 2022, I had, pers- you know, like some just ridiculous trying to think because you get these letters and they're never like, hey, I'm mad about this or hey, this. It's like seven pages. It's like the Unabomber's fucking manifesto or whatever that you're that you're getting. And most of the time, it's about as coherent. You're like, what the what the fuck is even going on? Like we had one uh, the other day where the guy came in. He only wanted uh, one thing, which was uh, dentures with implants on the bottom. Um, talked, looked at his teeth, talking about that. I said, yeah, that's that's doable. We put together a treatment plan for that. He went to consult. Uh, he didn't have that much. He applied for financing. He got the financing. It was still a little out. And he's like, well, what about like a veteran's discount? So we gave him a veteran's discount to get it to where he could afford it. And then he, he didn't go through with it. Instead, he went home, <laughs> got a fucking pencil, and he wrote us a letter about how he was upset that we only gave him one treatment plan and that we don't have a veteran's discount for financing. And uh, if he just wrote that... Uh, that would be fine. Uh, but it was like nine pages. And we're like, well, we did all this stuff. And we gave him this. Like, we don't know what to do with it. Like, because it was like, the end of it wasn't like, hey, I need, I want you to do this or that or the other thing. There's no fucking call to action. You write a letter, you got to have a fucking call to action. Um, it was just like, uh, yeah, so I guess I can't afford it at this time. But when I can, I will contact you. And I was like, okay, don't don't understand but uh thanks i guess um he's like what the fuck am i gonna do with these letters like we got a letter uh one time that was from someone that had never even been a patient but they like wrote us a letter and they're like i need dental work but i'm very old and i don't have a phone so i can't call to make an appointment um so you would have to contact me by letter 
to make the appointment, and I'll only come if you will offer to discount your services. It's like, um, <laughs> I, I, th I think you could just stay at home. Like, I'm not gonna, like, what would I even put in that? And it's like, what? I don't even know what you fucking need. Like, I'm not gonna just blindly agree to, like, discount shit. <sighs> anyway, and again, like, my little, no, it was like seven pages. That was, that was the gist. So, this, just if you ever, if you ever want to write a letter to a business, just don't. Just don't. You know, send a text. Businesses get text. No. Go get on their Twitter, obviously. No, no, just fucking call. Like, it's the only, I hate calling anything for any reason, but that's probably, uh, phone and email are the only appropriate, uh, choices. Or if like Amazon, I had to deal with something on Amazon today because I bought a, uh, uh, Christmas present on Black Friday and it hasn't shipped or anything and it, it has no intention of shipping and it's to the point where I realize like, well, even if it's not going to be here for fucking Christmas and I need to get, you know, like I kind of like I'm on the hook for this thing. So I need to get one of these things and make sure it's be here. So I, I tried to cancel it, but it wouldn't cancel. So I got on their little chat box feature and uh, <laughs> I've had my Amazon prime account for like ever. So the first thing, like the guy like gets on and just like, Oh, thank you for being a Prime customer for the last 47 years. What can I do for you? And I was like, uh, thanks. I'm trying to cancel this thing because it looks like it won't be here for Christmas. And I knew for Christmas, he's like, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, he's like, it usually won't let you do that. But I can do that on my end. So there you go. I'm like, great, thanks, bye. Like, uh, yeah, but I wouldn't have written Amazon a letter. <laughs> yeah, my pencil. I have purchased this treadmill on this the blackest of fridays the year of our lord 2022 and now i have found that it will not arrive by carrier blah 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 um what else what else let me uh hit reddit really quick i'm really bad at having that up <laughs> let me also get off one i need to practice my magic um, will a dentist extract a pediatric incisor? Uh, yeah, there's a good reason to, I suppose. Like, if you brought in your kid and he had a perfectly healthy pediatric incisor, I'm not going to extract it, but, you know. Um, wait for insurance or pull to. So this is always one of those things, like, someone comes in and they're like, oh, I'm going to get, especially around the end of the year, like, oh, I'm going to get insurance you know, next year. So I just need you to give me antibiotics um, to, to, you know, so I can get by until I get insurance to take care of this tooth. And it's like, yeah, eh. it's not really how that works. You know, like I, I don't prescribe anything for anyone unless we have definitive treatment that we're, we're going through with, you know, like if we're going to pull the tooth, great. We'll get you some antibiotics. Um, but if, you're just going to be like, oh, no, I'm going to wait till I get insurance. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not cool with that. Um, and especially, like, on pain meds. Uh, we get into, I guess, kind of weird situations is when they're going to go to oral surgery. Because uh, the oral surgeon, like, if they come in, they got third molars that I can't do for whatever reason, right? Here goes. <laughs> goat is so honoring um 
you know, uh, and they're in pain, it's like, well, I want to, you know, give you, uh, something, but at the same time, like, you know, what I'm, I'm only ever going to write for like three days. Uh, so what's going to happen in three days if I, if I give you something. So usually, you know, you're trying to manage it with, uh, antibiotics that's appropriate and then like NSAIDs or whatnot. Uh, there's one that's called, what is it? Flubiprofen, Florbiprofen, something like that. I don't know. It sounds like it's ibuprofen plus fluoride, but actually it works pretty, pretty solid. So that's, uh, something that's also something that folks like don't, you know, really know about so much. So they think they're getting, getting something really crazy. So, uh, you know, it gives like a placebo effect too, which is kind of cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. What else? What else? Ow. What the fuck? I used to have a finger. Mm. Volume for severe anxiety. Um, yeah, depends on on what we're doing. Like if we're doing something that's gonna be, you know, like uh, surgical or um, something that's, uh, you know, very time consuming. Root canal, crown preps, you know, something like that. Then, like, yeah, I'm all uh, all about uh, doing that. But if it, you know, I, I try to tell people it's like, you know, that it is is not a super high um, level of, uh, you know, anxiety control. It's it's sort of like the the lowest level. So if it, if it doesn't work, we might need to, you know, come up with something different or just uh, refer you somewhere that does, you know. Uh, minimal sedation or some some kind of sedation. I wish Ryan was here. <laughs> he is here. He just sounds like a duck. Oh <laughs> no, Ryan's a beaver. He's not cool enough to be a duck. I have this one duck. His name is Toot. And uh, every year about the about this time, it like grows a, a feather like sideways out of its head for no apparent reason. It's just like it looks so ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so anyway, that's Tuke, crazy old Tuke, but he's, he's happy, it was mealworm time for the dust, yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking at his dumb feather, so bizarre, uh, the first year I like, figured like, oh, he must be like, weirdly fluffed, and it just needs to be like, pulled, or, or something, right, so I tried to quarter him and give it a tug, uh, which was no easy task to begin with, and then it it didn't didn't do anything. So it was kind of kind of hilarious. I just like cornered him, like, oh, I'm gonna try to rip this feather out the side of your fucking head, and he didn't like it uh, for some reason. We've since made up. Okay, just checking in on the chickens. I have the same amount of chickens that I had yesterday. Always a a good thing. Yeah, one of one of the things. I bought inappropriate chickens. I don't know if I've ever referenced that, but I got some like hybrid ones because I was like, oh, these will be cool. Um, and come to find out they only live, are expected to live like two, three years. Because uh, a lot of times people don't care the chicken lives very long uh, if they plan to eat it. So I got uh, the next time I buy chickens, do slightly more research. I want to get some like Polish crested or uh, there's these ones that are called naked necks. They look like just crazy little demon things. Um, 
Caitlin doesn't really want me to get those, but I sort of do. They're, they're interesting looking. And I sort of, I don't know, I sort of want to get like something, something else. Um, we have this, uh, where the raccoon was going. Now we have this enclosure that's just full of traps. <laughs> What's going in? I want to get something over there. And I was trying to find something that would be like substantial and interesting enough that might keep predators away. Like get like a wolverine or something over there. Or a small bear. I don't know. Uh, a rhesus monkey. <clears throat> Give it a bunch of whiskey and, a, and like a fencing foil. Let it get the raccoon for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my grandfather. This is an interesting story. Uh, my grandfather was a truck driver, right? And he uh, would go up and down I five and be gone a lot. And my my grandmother um, would get like I guess lonely or whatnot. So he taught her this uh, this monkey. This is going to be a sort of a long story. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Takes so much backstory to to set this up, uh, but he got her this uh, monkey, and its name was Little Albert. So anyway, uh, she she became friends with fucking Little Albert. I don't know exactly what type of monkey it was, but it would wear this little fucking green vest and like a diaper. You know, monkeys will shit themselves or whatever, or throw feces around. So anyway, so she had this thing. Uh, that she would she would show everybody in this little little monkey um i guess it was it was cool at first i'm like really ridiculously young at this time so the other thing is uh my dad had me when i was 63 um my parents tell me that i i was planned but uh they lived in a a motorhome and were doing like a you know tour the country do this different thing when i was i was born so i sort of interrupted that so when i was uh not an infant anymore, but uh young, like oh four or five, maybe six, something somewhere around there. Um they would leave me with my, my grandparents for long stretches of time. And then also when I was in like first grade, second grade, uh like Christmas breaks, stuff like that, they'd leave me over there. So they would go on these uh trips, right? These uh you know, because they still have the uh the motorhome. So anyway, um, my grandmother had this, this fucking monkey and, um, after a while, I don't, I don't know like how like good her relationship with my grandfather was or whatnot, but she became a bit of an alcoholic and she would end up putting like rum in a baby bottle, give it to little Albert. So little Albert also became a alcoholic and, uh, um, I guess one more thing for backstory. My uh, grandmother was like an Olympic alternate fencer, like, uh, you know, like, like fencing, like, on guard, I got you, that type of thing. So she had like in her house, like various like fencing uh, display stuff. Like she had her, uh, like her helmet and then her foil, that's the, the sword. And those swords, they aren't like sharp or anything like that. And you can like whip them. They're like pretty elastic. And, and whatnot. So anyway, this, uh, this, this fucking monkey would, uh, she'd like get it drunk and drink throughout the day and then she'd like pass out. And then the monkey would like cruise around the house and like yell at people and whatnot. And, uh, it would like 
hit you in, in things. So I was over there one time and I don't know how little I was, but I was little and the monkey like hit me. So I was like, I like told on the monkey and my grandma ended up giving me a spanking because I was fucking with the monkey. So now like I'm trained to like, not like no matter what the monkey is doing, I want to just get away from it or whatever. The room that I would sleep in when they'd leave me over there, um, it had this weird, like, I don't want to say it was like saloon doors, um, but the door, there was only one door and there was no handle on it. It just sort of closed, but it didn't always, it didn't like come all the way to the floor. So there was no way, like, unless you're making a barricade, there's no way to like prevent a fucking drunk monkey who had got the fencing foil off of the uh, fucking mantle uh, coming in your room and like whipping you with the thing because it wants you to fill its alcohol bottle um my grandmother like when she toddled off to bed she had dogs uh, like poodles and she didn't want the fucking monkey to attack the poodles so she would fucking like close her door and just leave this terrorist monkey to run around the house and try to murder me so when i was i was little you know i would i would sleep with like fucking like one eye open when i'm o- over there and i'd have like a you know, try to like have some kind of like, you know, big tube of wrapping paper or whatever I could find fire poker, um, that I could take into the room. Cause I knew at some point this fucking monkey was going to come in to the room to fucking whip my legs and I'd have to fucking fight it, uh, with this sword. I would fight it. It would have a sword, and I'd have whatever I could find. So yeah, a lot of my my young toddler to uh, maybe I think the monkey died when I was like seven, something like that, and maybe eight. Um, but a lot of my memories from my grandparents was, was just fighting her evil fucking drunk monkey. So uh, so yeah, I don't know what this had to do about dentistry, but yeah, don't. Don't fucking write pencil letters uh, to your dentist. Uh, All right, bye. Um, So one of of the things, someone sent me uh, a thing that was like, hey, are you still (laughs) doing doing listener mail stuff? Because I've sent you like a question like four times. Are you ignoring me? And the answer is yes, we are. The problem is I really want Ryan's input on those. And it's not like, I know, like I've put out a bunch of these and like Ryan hasn't been on in a while, uh, but it's not like, I'm like, oh, Ryan doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we're, we're trying. We really are. We'll, we'll get him back on soon and we'll, we'll go through uh, the mail bag. So that's what's up um, with that. Uh <laughs> Uh, in the mailbag, there's something about how, how I tend to get really passionate, angry about things. And someone was reminded, uh, was reminded of Peter Griffin on what grinds my gears. Um, so, so let me tell you what pisses me off about DoorDash. Uh, so we use DoorDash. We live out in, in the sticks, right? So we have DoorDash as a way to, to get stuff out here. Cause it really, it's, it's worth it when I'm out here, the delivery fee, because it saves me like a half hour round trip running into town uh, to get some food. We don't have a lot of options. We have a couple options. Um, but one of the things, like I, ever since COVID, there's like the contactless delivery option from DoorDash, right? And we click click that, and it says, what are your, 
you know, fucking instructions and our instructions are, so we have a gate, like you can't get in here. I'm not going to give the door dasher my fucking gate code. Uh, so there's a big ass rock that's very nice and very flat and like very easy to set stuff on. And it is large, right? Right. So we say, put the food on the big rock, you know, boom, done, easy. But so many fucking door dashers try to like, I don't know, hurl our food over our gate, which fucks it up. We had a guy today, it's trash day. Uh, we got some boba tea and shit. Uh, he put it on top of the, the fucking recycling can. So then like, you know, it's a bag of fucking food, right? Um, so then the fucking recycling truck comes where I grabs our can, fucking recy- recycles our food before we had a chance to get it. It's just like, it's on the rock. Like, just read the fucking thing. Put the shit on, on the rock. The other thing that fucking pisses us off, like, if we're doing DoorDash and we're selecting the, like, uh, contactless delivery option, and not only that, we're, like, putting the, like, leave our food at the gate. We want no human contact. You know, if I wanted human contact, I'd, I'd go order my food from a human. Uh, this is not why we're door dashing. We're, we're choosing the most antisocial options. I don't need you to text me every five damn minutes on my way to get your food. In the line to get your food. On my way. To your, I don't care. It'll eventually show up here. And if it doesn't, I will, like, tell DoorDash on you. And DoorDash will give me a, a credit. Right. Like, I don't I don't need to know. Like, if you uh, if you run into an option where they don't have my food, that's the only time it's acceptable to fucking contact me and be like, hey, uh, you wanted ch- chili and a baked potato. They got no baked potatoes. Like, what do you want me to do um, that? That's acceptable. Otherwise, just just no, no contact. Um. I don't know. I'm sure other things piss me off, but that's the only thing that I can think of at the moment. Uh, let's look Ask Dentist on Reddit, because I'm, I'm sure Ask Dentist, I'm sure, I'm sure people piss me off, right? Uh, oh my god. Can I eat flour-free toothpaste? Um, you can eat anything. Like, you know, if you can, if you have a mouth, uh, you can put it in your mouth and masticate it and swallow it. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be food. You can eat leaves. You can you can eat whatever you want. So yes, yes, you are physically capable of eating flour free toothpaste, which I don't even know what that what that means. Maybe you need fluoride. Maybe you need fluoride free toothpaste. Uh, blah blah blah. I get a toothpaste I can swallow so I can brush my teeth from bed. I stumble across one that mainly uses alloy, aloe and tea tree that is fluorine free. Okay. <sighs> All toothpaste is fluorine free, right? What you're trying to say is fluoride, uh, <laughs> not flour, not fluorine, fluoride. Uh, fluoride is, is, is good for your teethy weefies. Um, so number one, like, uh, I, I would, I would suggest fluoride. Um, like I do, I am nine out of 10 dentists. Uh, Ryan is also nine out of 10 dentists. We met the, the dentist that doesn't like fluoride and that guy sucks. Seriously. Anyway, um, uh, alloy and it, so this, this sounds like homeopathic bullshit. Let me tell you about homeopathy. It's bullshit. 
such bullshit. Like every everything about it. I could do a whole episode on how fucking dumb your holistic homeopathic shit is. But um, since it's not actually like uh, like a medicine or whatnot, it doesn't have to go through the same uh, like safety standards and everything else. You run into this in like baby stuff. I'm I'm finding uh, so babies basically they can take Tylenol. That's it. Um, until they get a little older, then they can take ibuprofen. And then that's it for like years. That's all they can have. Um, there's a, I, there's baby aspirin, but there's this thing about baby aspirin. I'm like really researching a lot of baby shit, as you might imagine. But you can get like what's called Ray's syndrome, and you don't want that. So Tylenol, ibuprofen, babies. Anyway, but if you go to like the baby fucking medicine aisle, there's just all sorts of fucking homeopathic fucking bullshit nonsense because there's no regulation on any of this crap. So they can just fucking put it out there. You know, there, like I said, there's no, um, there's this study on uh, homeopathic shit that because the factories aren't had the same standards and what they were finding. And this is a, uh, I forget where this was taking place. There's in Europe somewhere. Um, it, uh, the machine that was like doing the homeopathy thing was actually breaking X amount of bottles and those bottles were just getting ground up into so you're just getting ground glass in all your shit, which honestly then that's diluted. That's what that's what homeopathy is, right? It's just diluted things that can kill you. But no one tests this. So like whatever it says, like, oh, like this is how much bullshit is in here. No, probably not. Probably not. It could be anything. It could be there could be ground glass in it. Uh so yeah, use Use real shit. Um, God, we are, we're not trying to kill you with toothpaste, you fucking idiots. There. There, that ground my gears. Okay, can I put a crown over my baby tooth that don't want to come out as I feel embarrassed by it, and I don't want to go through the years of wearing a brace with an anchor and pull my adult tooth down? There's a picture. Um, yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, I've, I've done this. Uh, peg lateral, right? Uh, this one actually looks like you can get away with basically like almost a no prep, uh, crown would go over this thing. Probably look great. You know, just, uh, got to watch occlusion. So yeah, that's totally a, a thing. Sometimes like you just can't for a reason, uh, pull it down. Um, one thing though, anytime you get like a single crown in the anterior, I mean, it will look better than the shit you got going on right now, but it's, you know, it's easy Maybe it's just easy for dentists, but you kind of tell the luster isn't the same, right? So, uh, you know, having a, a, a single, um, crown, especially in, in the aesthetic zone, you know, it's pretty easy to spot out. You might, might consider doing some veneers and some other stuff. Just depends on how crazy you want to get with it. Let's see. Are these grooves normal? Oh, I got the hiccups. Uh, tangent so babies get the hiccups in the womb and that's uh them practicing breathing which i find is is really really cool this is like a baby facts <laughs> podcast now used to be last season you know i'm like here's here's a fact about a possum with its forked penis and now it's like let me let me tell you about about babies um <laughs> anyway uh da, da, da. Filling on front tooth feels like a part has broken off. Probably does. Probably did. There's no picture. I don't know. It just says that they vape and drink coffee with sugar and 
have bulimia and uh, neglect their teeth. Yeah, it could it could be broken. Could be a cavity too. You know, uh, go to a dentist. That's my advice to you. Um. <laughs> I need a filling, don't I? Yes, yes, you do. That is a cavity. It's really bad when you post a photo that's taken with your phone and I can look at it and say, yeah, that's a cavity. Is, uh, that means it's, it's, it has progressed uh, quite far. Um, so the goats, we're out, out with the goats really quick. We, we give them May neighbors horse treats and they really like them. They come in different flavor, flavors. There's like apple and carrot. But Fiona, you have to give her a treat first. Because she will headbutt the shit out of Shrek uh, when he tries to get his treat. So you have to occupy her goat hole before you give him anything. She's, like, violent. She will go and, like, uh, rub her head. She's trying to put headbutt around. Here, fatty. Um, Try to, like, sharpen her horn on the trees for, like, hours at a time. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Sorry, they needed water. I don't know how loud this is. I can already tell that this is probably <laughs> going to go in what is what is becoming known to me as the UltraCast. Uh, this one may not see the light of day because I'm talking about babies and DoorDash and I just explained to you how I give goats treats. So I don't know that anyone uh, anything is very interesting. I haven't got uh, a lot of the feedback on, on reviews on how much uh, chore casts are, are going. Although what's interesting is uh, my chore casts seem to be the highest like uh, downloaded ones for this, uh, this season. Like, and by like a good margin, like an extra like 40, 50 downloads or so. So I like to think that hearing my goats and chickens and ducks and shit is just so soothing that people put it on to fall asleep to. Um, I don't know. Prob- probably not. Uh, let's see here. Look at another Reddit question. Mm, gotta get some eggs. Implant. Should I be able to see anything after the initial tooth removal and installation? I love when people say installation when referring to dental implants because it's it's kind of true, right? Like what we do, especially in implant dentistry, is is very much uh, like fucking carpentry or something. It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a put a screw in here, you know, like pretty pretty literally. So. It's a star drive. Here, let me give these ducks and this Rachel some, some mealworms. It's kind of funny because the chickens, they they go up, um, you know, to, to bed. And then when I come out, they're like, oh, there's going to be mealworms. Son of a bitch. Is this worth getting up for? And, it, it you know, the certain chickens are like, yeah, it is. And other ones are like, Fuck it, I'm in bed. So, anyway, I didn't see the Muscovies. That's weird. Where the fuck are they? Uh, the Muscovies are the 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 big ducks. So you think I'd see them? Hang on. Up oh, there, there. Uh, yep, yeah. three Muscovies, all with Crowley. They uh, 
they love each other. It's pretty hilarious. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, in, installation. It, it really, it really is like that. So here's the thing: um, implants 101. When you put it in, you get what's called primary stability. Uh, that's how how much it's in and, and stable initially. Over the first six weeks, that is going to go down, um, and then it's going to type uh, tighten up. That's what we call, you know, osteointegration. Uh, when we put it in, we're looking at a, you know, like a certain amount of stability for us to put what's called a healing abutment. The healing abutment is the thing that sticks up over your gums. So if I'm stable, I, I like to be around 40. If I'm around 40 Newton centimeters, like I, I feel pretty good about putting a healing abutment, you know, and I, I probably think swing 40 to 60. I don't like to go tighter, uh, than that really. Cause then you're just asking for more, more dieback of the, of the bone. Um, but sometimes you don't get that. And what, I, what I'm finding is I just switched, uh, implant systems, uh, from Nobel to, to Strawman and kind of the Strawman drill sequence, like what it's like before with the Nobel, cause, uh, all the systems they have like a drilling protocol, you know, soft bone, medium bone, dense bone or hard bone or whatever. Uh, and like what Strawman says versus what Nobel says, I feel like it's a little bit different. So what I would have considered medium bone for, uh, the Nobel system, I should be considering soft bone for the Strawman system. And I think that's partially because the BLX implants, they, they cut, uh, they're designed to, you know, like cut, um, so I've had several of my initial ones as I'm getting used to the system go in and, you know, I'm like at 14, 20, you know, maybe max on that. And that's, that's fine. Uh, so that's a little, little too low for me to want to put a healing abutment on it. So then what you do is you put a cover screw. When you put the cover screw, you're not going to really see anything above the implant because uh, the tissue is going to heal over that and then when it's time to restore it'll come in and you'll uh you'll open up that tissue uh either put something on take an impression or uh you know depending on where where it is if it's up front more you're now probably gonna put a uh, healing abutment on to shape the tissue for a couple weeks before you you put something else on so you know that's why you're seeing something or or not seeing something over that implant site. Uh, we're going to check our spa chemicals. We were adjusting our alkalinity before I started this. Alkalinity, of course, uh, basically it acts as a buffer. So we were a little low, and now we're up to about 250 parts per million, which is where we want. When we uh, adjusted our alkalinity up, we got... Just a little change in pH, not not enough to worry about. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to throw in uh, some chlorine, and that chlorine, once the alkalinity is stable, like you know, sticks around longer. If your alkalinity is uh, low, your uh, your chlorine just goes all you know. You do have to be doing it like fucking every hour. So anyway. Yeah, so uh, a spa 
Hmm. I almost lost my AirPod into the spot. That would be bad. I'm glad that didn't happen. One of the ways you can kind of tell on your uh, chlorine when you throw the granules in is how fast like it it flowers up and gets all crazy. It goes like immediately or whatnot. Your alkalinity needs to be adjusted a bit. Or if I'm still even recording, it says I am. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Uh, but spas are one of those things, a lot like a horse. It's uh, 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 more work than you think it would be. Um, but unlike the horse, I think that this is uh, uh, worth <laughs> the time and investment. But I mean, I guess if you had a horse and like shit went down, you could like get on your horse and ride into the sunset or something. So, I don't know. We we have, an old, we have like some lawnmowers that I could just, you know, get on right into the sunset. It's like a horse does the same thing. Less maintenance. Uh, or more maintenance. Lawnmowers. My mom. <laughs> it's a, yeah, for the ultra cast. Uh, my mom is like crazy with lawnmowers. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, like riding lawnmowers, like lawn tractors, right? Um, and, and we had one uh, when we moved here, and then there was two that were here that the other people left. That they're like, yeah, you know, you know, if you want them, you can you can have them. Uh, they are okay. They're a little a little older. You might have to end up replacing them. It's like, yeah, just like you know, leave whatever, um, and we'll do that. And then there's one also that was here that it was like broken down um, that they left that, you know, for parts or whatever. And so we had these three lawn tractors that were pretty, pretty fine, right? Like nothing, nothing over that, that we needed. But then my mom went to like her used lawnmower friend. I luckily don't have this friend, but she has this friend and she bought another one so then we got like another lawnmower and then because it was i don't know something about the you know she wanted a a different one but it kept breaking and we had to get towed back to the other place so while she's doing all that she buys like another fucking lawnmower and meanwhile she keeps bringing over like every other week like bringing over a lawnmower to my house and it's just like jesus like i don't need this many lawnmowers but she wanted this one because it's a big wheelbase or whatever. And that one's been actually pretty good. But for some reason, like this year, she bought another lawnmower that's had like six things go out on it because she's getting it from these lawnmower guys. Like, number one, we don't need any more lawnmowers. Number two, if 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 something possesses you to buy, <laughs> buy another lawnmower, just stop and let me know. And I'll just, I'll just fucking buy one. Um, a, I can, I can write it off for on the farm stuff uh and and b i'll just get a brand new one that'll fucking work because you towing it back and forth and every five minutes it's like oh it needs a starter it needs a new blade it needs a a this or that and the other thing it's like 
don't know. It's kind of crazy. She's blonde and more obsessed. She gets like, I get, I get this way. I get like, like, oh, I need, blah, blah, blah. but she's like hoarding lawnmowers. So yeah, if any anything goes down, um, and like we can't drive regular vehicles, vehicles, like you know, I I have like six riding lawnmowers that work. So we can, I can take five of you, and we can we can go on an adventure. Um, yeah. So I'm heading to lunch, and well, by lunch, I mean I'm, I'm heading to Tractor Supply to get food for animals. I do a lot of uh, uh, errands on my lunch hour because I, you know, when I'm off work, I want to fucking go home in home life. I don't want to fucking do errands, so I do those during the week yeah, wherever possible. And then at work, uh, you know, I graze. I'll, I'll eat here and there. Where I'm on my way back from doing whatever, I'll grab. Uh, uh, some food and I'll eat it in my office later. There's a lot of, you know, time in between patients that I can shove some kind of food in my hole. So it's all good. And there's a, a cheese board at work today. So, we, you know, I've eaten some of that. Uh, I kind of want to uh, talk about like something that, you know, it's, it's one of life's greatest mysteries, <laughs> which is why sometimes we don't just like listen to the patient. Um, so sometimes you can't listen to the patients because they're crazy, but I just had a, a kind of a fun story. I did um, uh, full mouth surgery on someone. All their their shit was broken down. It was troughing uh, for for root tips and and stuff. It was a, a difficult kind of uh, case, just as far as things are going. And you know, you're opening VDO and blah 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 blah. So it's like you know, been a go. And it's a patient that has had bone spurs. And, uh, you know, I think I've made the comment before. There's two types of people. Those get bone spurs. Those didn't, that do not get bone spurs. Well, she's a bone spur person. So with having, uh, you know, bone spurs, you know, we try to get them to avoid ibuprofen, you know, if they can wiggle stuff out on their own. But she's had some issues. Uh, with She came in and we uh, had an area where she's like, oh, I think I have a bone spur. And I looked and there's big, like, gumboil-like thing. And take an x-ray and it's like a little piece of a root fragment there she's high anxiety so she doesn't want to get um numb uh on this day she wants to prepare herself and it's like yeah that's that's no big what we'll do is we'll get you you know some antibiotic to to kind of get this this better and then we'll come in and remove this if i'm thinking right actually i don't think i did this surgery i think she actually went to oral surgery um, so she was actually sedated for it cause she really doesn't like injections. So it, it, I was like, well, you know, you don't want me, I can fish this out. You know, we could get you back with the world's urgent. And she's like, oh, I don't want to get sedated again. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to, to for this. So we'll, we'll address it in a couple weeks. So that was, that was what happened. So she comes in, um, infections kind of, kind of cleared up. I get that area numb. I pop out, uh, this little root fragment thing, um, kind of. Uh, degranulate the socket a little and you know looks looks great and I'm like okay yeah it looks all 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 set and she's like oh you got that one way back there already and this was in the area of like 12 that I was working so I'm like mm, 12 doesn't feel way back I was like show me what you're talking about so she goes and she goes all the way back 15 area and like flicks with her finger her fingernail and you could hear a little and she's like, right, oh no, right back there, it's still there. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. 
yeah, I got, you know, hyper-focused into the thing that I thought was problematic, and, you know, apparently that <laughs> wasn't even bothering the patient. There's some other area, so we went back there, and it was something that tweezed out pretty easy, but um, just, just it was a good reminder, like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, when I do something like that, you know, having the patient, like, hey, feel up there with your finger, or, you know, how does that feel to you, you know, checking back in with them, you know, closing the loop, as it were, so just a, just a little good tidbit. Um had a had a conversation with with someone the other day and one one of the things like i i shit on the crab cycle a lot because you know you have to force down your throat but i guess what you got to realize about dental school is you're not you know your undergraduate uh studies to get in and then your uh, your didactics and whatnot a lot of that isn't really because you need the crab cycle to do day-to-day dentistry and don't get me wrong either like i think they focus way too much on some bullshit stuff and not enough on stuff you actually do need to be successful in dentistry. Um, hmm, there's a wood chipper. Anytime I see a wood chipper, I think of Fargo. So anyway, there's i I'm going to go by this guy I'm going to give him a little wavy woo. Thank you, Mr. Man. Oh shit. What the, the road closure. I am all fucking fuckered up. I'm just trying to get to tractor supply and I cannot go this way because there is no <laughs> road here anymore. So that's good to know. I wish I would have known that uh, prior to driving down here. So I will flip a bitch. Um, but anyway, so, you know, they focus too much on, on Krebs cycle and not enough on stuff that's actually uh, important to your dental career. So, Jesus, <laughs> like pulling up someone's driveway to get the fuck out of here. Um, but the reason that they go through Krebs cycle and you, you do like, you have to have, uh, biology and you have to have physics and you have to have, you know, chemistry and you have to have physiology and you learn about the fucking foot and the pancreas and all this other bullshit that's not the the mouth or anything you'll ever care about is you have to have a really good base of scientific knowledge to understand scientific research and be able to you know make in informed choices and uh you know uh, uh review literature and information and you know uh, figure out the reasoning of why behind any given thing that we do and the average person does not get like six, eight years of that, right? So they don't understand uh, science in general. So um, someone was was basically like, oh, yeah, I don't use fluoride because there was this uh, uh, dentist that, and he worked somewhere for 35 years, and he said that all the people that he saw, whether they used fluoride or not, he didn't see any difference in how many cavities they had or something like that. And it's like, okay, you know, that's that's the thing. And that very well might, might be true, but there's so many factors. Like, one, that's not a study, right? That's, that's what we call, at best, expert opinion or anecdotal evidence. And it's as far as, like, the pyramid of good research, uh, it, it's at the bottom. It's not, like, it's, like, your lowest level, like, Joe Schmo made an observation, you know? Uh, that's good, and we need those ob- observations because then we take that up to build studies 
off of that, right? Now, when you look at studies, um, you, you will find that no fluoride is, is effective, right? What, what you're not taking into consideration about Joe Smo is, well, anything really like, where did he work? Maybe they're at a highly fluoridated, you know, area and people are getting all the fluoride they could ever want, uh, from their drinking water. Um, how many patients did he see over that period? Like, did, did he see like 40 patients a day? Did he see one patient a day? You know, like, that changes how many people we're applying this to. What age group? Like, did he only specialize in, you know, uh, pediatrics? Or did he, uh, you know, mainly uh, see really old people? Or, you know, whatever. There's no- nothing that we know about any of the conditions to really validate that information beyond just going like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Maybe we should look into it more. Um, when we're looking at reviews of literature and things like that, we're looking like the, the best you can find is like uh, a, a systematic review or a fucking meta-analysis. And that's where they're actually looking at all the studies um, and making observations across all the studies. So your, uh, your amount of subjects, right, is so high that the results really mean something. You know, there's a, there's a big thing that... Uh, we'll say that correlation does not equal causation, right? So just because, uh, you know, this, this person, you know, saw that doesn't mean that what caused it was the fluoride. You gotta eliminate all the other factors and that's what studies do. But trying to explain that, trying to give somebody like, here is eight years of my life that was spent learning how to evaluate scientific research, uh, in the next 30 seconds to try to, you know, tell them anything. They're just gonna come back with, yeah, no, but that guy. He said this, and that can be very frustrating. Like all, all you can really do is, you know, point to things, um, kind of nod your head. Some as some people are going to be receptive to the things that you say. Uh, a lot of people aren't, and I try not to to argue with people. Right? I'm going to be like, well, research says this. That's why we do this. You know, that that's end of story. I'm not gonna argue i'm not going to validate you know your your uh your side you know i'm i'm gonna refute it tell you what's best and kind of kind of go from there but it's uh something that when it when it comes up it can definitely be like the most frustrating (laughs) time of your life when you're like they're like oh i heard that composite restoration restorations cause colon cancer and you're like how do i even fucking deal with that sentence um don't go down that rabbit hole that's that's my advice there and uh, otherwise when your patients aren't crazy uh listen to them <laughs> all right late credit time what do dental students want to know this one says slump anyone else just simply depressed as shit and hating every waking moment of class i have zero motivation to continue anymore and i find it yeah you got some burnout man and you're gonna have that uh repeatedly you'll probably have that repeatedly as a dentist too uh you need to do some you time stuff some some self-care so whatever it is that uh you enjoy uh fucking don't think about school for a day go do that and try to do that regularly and that will help uh to combat this another another thing that you may have there's a what is it seasonal affective disorder it's uh you know we're not getting as much light it's easier to get depressed some people are affected by that i'm affected by that uh call it sad sad makes you sad uh so just make sure self-care very very important
I need help. I need help. It's been about a week since I've entered dentistry college, and I'm really following behind my peers. How far can you fucking fall behind in a week? It's been a week. What? You don't know the name of the teeth yet? Like, it's okay. Like, you'll you'll be fine. Uh, What is it? What I want is, is there any websites I could use or books I could read or YouTube channels I could watch to improve? Yeah, fucking, there's all sorts of YouTube shit out there. But really, like, it's been a week. Cut yourself some slack. Like, chill out. Dentistry school, dentistry college is not not the, the be-all, end-all of validating your self-worth. Uh, so chill the fuck out. Uh, do some self-care. This is This is me telling you that you need to spend time uh, doing whatever it is that you love to do. Um, if that is, you know, go to a movie, if that's playing games, seeing your friends, fucking watching porn, I don't know. <laughs> like, do what you need to do. Uh, I shouted to dentist today and she told me, do not go into dentistry. Fuck that bitch. I am so sick of this. And I'm sorry I don't usually like, oh, but there are so many, everywhere you go, there, there's some bullshit dentists that, oh, the, the dentistry peaked in 1971 and no one should go into the fucking profession anymore. Oh, the, the profession's dying instead. We'll never make any money. Me, 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 me. Fuck you. God, no, it's fine. That's just a great fucking profession, man. You get autonomy. Uh, you can have a lot of time off if you want. Uh, you can build your bankroll really, really fast. Uh, you can afford a lot of shit and have have fun. Like, it, it's it's great. Uh, you work indoors. It's not really labor-intensive. Yeah, it can be stressful sometimes, and patients are dicks, but, you know, versus uh, other, you know, you want to fucking be a a janitor at a movie theater, that is way the fuck worse. You will make way less money. I have done a lot of different uh, careers. Granted, now, dentistry took the most, much prep work, and I had to use, I have to use, like, you know, a lot of knowledge to do what I do, but it's by and large easier than anything else I've ever, ever done. The patient management part is the only thing that can be uh, tricky, but the day-to-day dentistry stuff, like, you know, have fun with that. That's not, <laughs> there's way worse thing. You ever, you ever built a fence, dug fucking post holes by hand every day? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> like, dentistry is all right. Um, oh man, it's every, it's it so mad at it. I see it all over the place. I was told this. Uh, anyway, she talked about how in just five years of practicing, the career has completely destroyed her body. Uh, she has bad posture. Like, work on your posture. Like, I, I think I've said before, I stand for everything. I stand for everything because I have shit posture, and it saves my neck and my back and whatnot, and I feel better as a standing dentist. And she's getting surgery on her back and neck to compensate. She is also still 200K in debt, despite the graduating in 2016. 200K in debt is not a lot of debt. Um, and you, there's all sorts of different ways that you can uh, tackle your your student loan. I think I have around that. I've like paid off some. It's been weird with COVID because they keep pushing off the interest and whatnot. Like I think I don't have to make any fucking payments on it until June of next year. So, you know, like I'm paying off other things, put money towards my house, you know, uh, the, the practice things that have a, a higher, higher debt, like student loan, like 200 K in student loan debt, nothing don't leave you're going to graduate with way way more than that 
And if you want to pay it down fast, you can uh, just uh, just make a plan to it. However, you want to get rid of that debt. Just just know before you graduate, like what your plan is, and then just make enough money to enact your plan. It's it's not it's not hard. Like if uh, if you're not making the the type of money that you need to make, you need to change the way that you are doing dentistry. Or if you're an associate, maybe you need to become. Uh, you know, a lead dentist somewhere, or maybe you need to open your own practice, uh, you know, get get those fucking skills. Uh, people that graduate dental school and they don't know how to fucking be a, a business person and or a person in fucking general, uh, they do a lot of complaining when realistically they would not be happy in whatever field they went into. Dentistry is, is fine. Everybody has a fucking mouth and they need you to suck and fucking stick your fingers in it. So you will be fine. Um, does it even matter where your undergraduate degree even comes from? Not really, you know, so long as you hit, hit the, the prereqs and, you know, have that stuff. The only thing that you might notice is in, um, like if you went to an undergraduate school in your state and you're applying to, you know, dental school in your state, they might know a little bit more about the, the program and might be like, oh, you know, if you went to this school, you might be better prepared and they might know, you know, some of the instructors that do the prereqs like, oh, like it's rare for this person to, you know, so that might give you something, but by and large, it's not going to fucking matter. Uh, who here used to be a dental assistant or dental hygienist before dental school? Uh, not me, but there's dental hy- hygienist, not hygienist. Uh, was she a hygienist? Or was she an assistant? Fuck. I don't even remember anymore. I think she was a hygienist. I think Tysa was a hygienist and she was in our uh, class and she had hand skills where all of us uh, fucking didn't. So I, I think being an assistant or hygienist before dental school is a really good pathway to, to go into it. Amalgam restorations. Do they still teach it in your school? Uh, we learned it, but while I was there, they stopped requiring us to test on it. And if so, do you use it in the clinic or just the lab? Yeah, we used it in both. In my school, it was a mandatory part of lab. We do have the option to use it in clinic. Yep. So, I mean, it sounds pretty similar, but it's going to depend on uh, uh, where you go, you know. Is carving teeth important? <clears throat> Man, so waxing up teeth, right, uh, or doing your fucking soap carving bullshit. Uh, the reason you do that is you're doing that uh, because it's a way to study and learn the anatomy, and knowing the anatomy of the teeth is important. Um, when you get into, you know, making your fillings, uh, you know, you, you learn, you know, in waxing and carving, that's like additive and subtractive, right? How to build up into the anatomy or how to reduce down into the anatomy, right? So when you're doing fillings, uh, you know, like you're doing that composite, you're building the tooth up into anatomy. So that translates from your waxing. And when you're doing like amalgams, you're, you're carving down into uh, the anatomy. So that's like, you know, where your carving comes in. And also when you're doing adjustments uh, in things and adjusting the tooth down, you, you're using those skills. Granted, you're also using articulating paper, paper and understanding occlusion and how fucking dots and interferences and bullshit work. But it's, it's a skill that does, uh, you know, reap some rewards, but your ability to take a bar of fucking dial soap and turn it into a canine is not really gonna, gonna help you. Does that make sense? Um, part-time job while in dental school. 
Hello, everyone. I want to see what everyone's thoughts were on having a part-time job during dental school. Like Tom that was on the con uh, podcast, he was like a hospice uh, charge nurse, like on the weekends during dental school. Like I, we had a buddy named Eddie, like I think he worked at a restaurant during dental school. See, I mean, you can do it. Uh, I don't want to fucking work that hard. You know, if you can get loans, just take out enough loans that you don't have to work. Uh, that's my advice because, you know, uh, we're we're talking a lot about, you know, burnout and fucking bullshit on this thing. If you are, you know, working a, a job and going to dental school, you're you're going to feel that burnout probably uh, more so than than other people. So I would I would say just don't do that unless you're a fucking crazy person. But it it can be done. Um, dentin pins. When I was a kid, I broke a tooth and the dentist used a metal pin with a partial and uh, instead of a crown. Fast forward 10 years and I had a crown put on the tooth by another dentist. They did not remove the metal pin and eventually it pushed its way through the tooth into <laughs> to my jawbone. No. And the tooth had to be extracted and, and remove infected area. Before this was done, they did a root canal on the tooth because they said it was abscessed after the pain and infection. Continuing, they finally said to extract the tooth. My question, would the dentist that put the crown on or would endodontist be able to see the pin in the tooth? Shouldn't the dentist that put the crown on, on seeing the pin and removed it? Man, so pins and posts, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I, I think the thing is you don't want to use them, but sometimes you have to use them. Like anytime, like there'll be a situation, like I had this lady the other day, she had a canine to canine bridge. Uh, she, it, one of the teeth, uh, it was, um, uh, a crown, right. And it kind of broke a little, a little above the gum line and, and came off and it was like, and it was causing her pain and, you know, she was going to use that, lose that fucking 16 a bridge. So she was thinking about going into like an all on four type of situation, but we talked about that. She can't really afford it. Um, so it's like, okay. What what we could do, and I would not say that this is the best thing to do, but I think this is a really solid, it gets us into a position where you can smile and eat. You're going to have to take it easy on it. Um, we we do, like, you know, by putting a post in a tooth, you know, it, it, sometimes we refer to posts as tooth splitters, right? But we can get you into a smile, into a chewing situation without having to extract your teeth. This is a good case for a post. We'll do the root canal. We'll put a post in here, then I'll be able to do the buildup uh, on the post because the post is really only there to retain the buildup, right? And then I can cement this bridge back onto it. And, you know, that's a, it's a little hierodonicky, but it, it's buying us some time and we don't have other good solutions that aren't, um, you know, either full denture uh, that, that you say you wouldn't really like or implants that you can't afford, right? So there's a case to do stuff. There's a case to do fucking, you know, pins and, and things like that. But, you know, it's always kind of like swinging. Uh, I have seen a lot of it, especially on, on younger kids, you know, you don't really want to put a crown on it while, while they're still growing and stuff. Uh, so they do like a big, you know, filling and they put a pin in it, like an MILF or a DILF. I've seen it. I've definitely had the, those people come in later because you've seen show through on the pin and, you know, we transition to a veneer or a crown or something, sometimes with nightmarish results, uh, if you listen to our older podcast. Um, but when I'm doing stuff like that, what I when I'm prepping and, you know, coming into my crown, I will remove stuff 
if I think it's not going to cause a problem. Now, if this pin is super down next to your nerve there, when I'm doing the crown prep, I'm not doing decay, you know, there's no decay or anything like that. I'll probably try to just include the pin in the design uh, because if I take it out, we're probably running into an endo. And that might might be something that, you know, was discussed with you. Maybe it wasn't. Who fucking knows? But that would be a case for, for leaving it in. Um, but, you know, the more you drill on a tooth, the more likely it is going to need to do an endo. And the endo, you know, nothing has a, a lifespan uh, of forever, right? Everything we do will eventually fail. So, you know, the fact that this tooth was worked on a bunch, already had it get a filling, had to get a crown, then it wouldn't need get a root canal. It sounds like it was probably a, a vertical root fracture, you know, if the endo didn't, didn't work or whatnot. And the endodontist is saying do an extraction over an apico. Yeah, it's just time for fucking titanium. And I wouldn't blame anyone in that. It seems like you got a lot more life out of that tooth uh, because of dentistry than you were fucking supposed to get with it. So, yeah, um, dentists are awesome. Let's see. How do you bound back from failing skills and assessments? I'm a D1 and I just failed my second skills assessment. The first one was class two amalgams. The last one was class three composites. Man, you, uh, the important thing is you learn from it. I know very few people that didn't at least struggle with something, right? Or downright fail some things. I fucking failed uh, provisionals. I failed a barrio class, you know. Uh, it sucks. You beat yourself up a little bit because you care. And also you're, you're spending a lot of fucking money to get these skills. Right. Um, but you just gotta, you gotta use it as a learning experience, learn for, from it and, and come back. Uh, and I think failing in dental school is really important because you're going to fail in practice. You're going to have things that don't go right. Uh, you're going to have shit that goes sideways and you're going to have to pivot or call an audible and you know ghost up sometimes you just gotta fucking swallow your pride and be like yep uh you know thought this was gonna be straightforward it wasn't we need to refer you you know what whatever yeah failure like adam savage says is always an option it's kind of fun uh two more and then i gotta go do some chores uh do you think schools tend to favor applicants that look posh flamboyant and exquisite Someone even told me that they didn't get selected because in an interview, they felt she wasn't well-dressed. Hmm. Okay. If you come in and you look well put together and you have that, mm, that it factor, right? And you're like, you, you, you're like captivating the audience and, you know, selling the room or whatnot. You're a good interviewer. Uh, yeah, that rates favorably for sure. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to do with how you fucking dress yourself. There's a there's a kid, and it's kind of funny because I think he uh, dropped out or got kicked out because uh, he kept trying to convert all of his patients to his religion. Don't do that. Uh, but he did his interview in a fucking polo shirt, and he would wear a polo shirt under his scrubs. It's weird as shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, but I don't I, – I, I think – being able to dress yourself appropriately and present yourself well, that's, those are skills, man. Like, you need those skills. Those are important skills. Uh, do they rate too dastardly high on them? You know, I got into dental school and I look like a fucking homeless person half the time. So, I don't know. You're, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put too much stock into that, but if you're like, 
uh, thinking like, oh, I didn't get selected because I wasn't well-dressed. Like maybe uh, take a look at how you're dressed and learn from that. Like I wouldn't, right now I'm wearing a fucking Canadian toque mountain man hat that's plaid with a, a vest over a hoodie and some sweatpants. I would not go to an interview in this, right? I have suits. I have suits that fit me, uh, that I look somewhat decent in. Um, I have not shaved or combed my hair, or got a haircut in months, um, cause I wear a scrub cap. And even with a scrub cap, I am starting to develop a hockey mullet. Uh, yeah, I would, I would go to the barber before I go to an interview right now. So, you know, uh, just, just put all that stuff, uh, think about it. It is, those are skills. Dressing yourself is a skill. <laughs> Town school people are so funny. Uh, da, 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 da. In your career as a dentist, do you want to own a practice or be an associate? Ooh, it's a it's a vote thing. I'm going to vote. Uh, 273 votes. 202 people say own a practice. 71 say be an associate. I don't I don't know why you would want to be an associate. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just not that type of person. I don't like to be told what to do. I don't even like to have somebody around that will, that like oversees me. You know, I, I don't respond well to that. I am very much just leave me the fuck alone. Let me do my thing. I can motivate myself so long as the harder I work, the the more I'm compensated. Right. So I push myself and I work really, really hard because I am compensated well. And that's why I am an owner and not an associate. Um, do your parents help pay for dental school? Oh, it's another poll. Uh, I'm going to put no. And so 1,175 votes, 312 say yes, 532 say no. Uh, 331, it says results. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the third column is. Maybe? Somewhat? I don't know. Uh, you get loans. I mean, dental school's fucking expensive. Like, uh, like... 350, 400 grand, something, something like that. Like, you know, I'm not like, hey, mom, you have 400 grand laying around? Like some people probably have that uh, and whatnot. I'm, I'm not one of them. I would love to be in a position uh, for if, if my kid was like, hey, I, I want, you know, I'd say, no, fuck you, make your own money. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd still, that's an interesting thought when you're about to have a child. Would I pay for my child's? graduate school. I definitely want to, I want to support them financially in the way so they can explore any endeavor they want to explore. Uh, I think for sure undergrad or if like, you know, they were like, Hey, I'm not going to go to college. I want to, uh, do this business startup. I'd be like, fucking submit me a business plan and I will give you the money for it. Um, you know, that type of thing. But I don't know about dental school. Cause I think there's something about, you know, dental school, like, uh, the loan and the money, uh, management and things like that are, are part of what's going to make you successful as a practice owner. So, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I really hope I'm in the position where I have to consider that versus saying like, Oh, I just fucking can't afford that. Uh, little Billy, not naming my kid Billy, by the way. Um, I said two more, but I'm, I'm having fun with this. Uh, I think we all know the truth behind this haiku. A haiku about my life. I am so tired. Where did all my money go? My back is hurting. 
Hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, I often turn money into stuff, and I have stuff. These No, these rabbits were free. I'm looking at my rabbit. But the stuff in here that they have, the rabbit treats and whatnot, like, that's where my hard work goes, right, to these bunnies, and they look happy. Uh, and my back doesn't hurt today. My dad needs bone grafts for all his teeth. I live in Canada. Is there any chance to cover this type uh, type any any type of uh, uh, state health plans or anything? State health plans aren't going to cover bone grafts. Need bone grafts in all your teeth is an interesting statement. So, like, if I had to have all my teeth removed for some reason, I would say graft every last fucking socket because I think it's worth it to build the bone. Um, but I don't, I think practically like, you know, you need to graft the areas that are going to have implants. So, I mean, if you're going for some implant dentures, like, yeah, you need, you're going to need some grafting. If you go for traditional dentures, I'd still say do some grafting, especially on, on the bottom and maybe even the back molar areas. So you have those implant options without sinus lifts later. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, grafting is really good. It's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'll take two though. You don't need a bone graft. It's like, well, you know, this need like, or what's better? Like, I think anytime I take a tooth out, uh, I would probably say, you know, it is worthwhile to have a bone graft here. And, you know, for these reasons, uh, for third molar, probably not. But if it's uh, butted up against, uh, you know, the distal of the second molar. And it's like, when I take this out, you know, you're going to have some distal root exposure that we hope fills in, you know, maybe doing a fucking bone graft uh, would be beneficial. As a matter of fact, um, when I had my uh, second molar out, still need to get an implant there. I fucking broke the motherfucker. I was like 100% graft that shit. And, you know, it was, it was great. Like uh, I, I have had no issue with the uh, second molar sensitivity or anything. Anything like that, uh, did a good job. It's kind of, kind of nice. So I, I practice what I preach too. All right, I'm just really, I'm, I realize now that there's so many leaves outside, and I'm just avoiding um, leaves. <laughs> uh, Christmas season. Hey guys, my two younger brothers are in dental school, D4 and D1. I'm trying to figure out what to get them that they both may be needing for school or rotations. Uh, both are a pain to buy for anything that has made a difference in your life. Cost limit is a hundred to $150, man. I I've said this before. Don't buy gifts that relate to work because when you give me a gift, I don't want to open it, especially if I'm off, you know, it's fucking Christmas. I'm like, Oh, it's Christmas morning. If I get a bunch of shit that reminds me of work, fuck that. I don't want that. Get me shit. I don't need that. I probably wouldn't buy myself. You know, uh, like weird, weird stuff on, on Amazon, uh, you know, uh, self-care things. Cause I find a lot of times I'm bad at, uh, uh, spending money on myself. So like a, a things that I'm good at spending money on my wife, things that I've ended like ended up getting her, like I got her a massage chair, uh, a while back and I used the massage chair in days that my, you know, I'm feeling if I had to get in weird positions for the dentisting, uh, that's nice. I know they make those like they look like something out of porn. It's like the second or third time I've talked about porn in this uh, in this podcast. So anyway, but in porn, you know that like vibrator with the ball on it that's like pr- pretty aggressive. They make like a gun version of that that's for like like your back and it's like a self massager. 
uh, thing. Like, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. I'd probably use that. Um, nice headphones, you know, uh, nice sunglasses, things like like headphones and thud- sunglasses are things I tend to lose. So I, I can't in good conscience spend money on them because I know I'm just most likely going to lose them eventually. But if someone gave them to me, it, it'd be better. So like, uh, I have some, uh, well, I'm just using some AirPods right now, but you know, AirPods are, are pretty good. Uh, Beats has a new headphone. I don't know what anything costs, by the way. So if I'm throwing out uh, bad idea things, my bad. Uh, I am like just uh, I like toys like a lot, but I I'm not I'm 40, so I know I shouldn't buy myself toys. But sometimes people buy me toys. I'm like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Like someone gave me a Lego set for Christmas like two years ago, and I like it was like uh, Baby Yoda, and I built it at uh, at work. When in between patients and stuff like, and I had, it's one of my best days of work made my Lego thing. So stuff, stuff like that. That is my thoughts. Anyway. Um, etching of hand pieces and tools to prevent theft. Hi everyone. My significant other is in dental school. And she mentioned that her class had issues with people stealing tools. Many are using a label maker, but those are easily peeled off. I was thinking of etching her tools with either a diamond tool. Um, Hmm. So let's see here. Uh, we rented our equipment in dental school. So we didn't have, I mean, we sort of had this problem still. If some, if you didn't turn in what you borrowed, they would charge you for it, but, or what you rented. But at the same time, uh, like everything was like scanned out to you. So if I stole Ryan's handpiece and turned it in, it would still go under his account. Uh, but I know in a lot of places you buy your own own equipment. I know like uh, when my father-in-law was in dental school, like they etched their hand pieces with their names on them. So that's like a, a thing. Um, keep track of your shit, I think is the easier thing, right? Like, you know, if if people steal from you, it's because you gave them the opportunity to steal. I'm, I'm sorry, this is like kind of how I, I think about things. I've had stuff stolen from me and what i've done is i've upped my security about it and how much i keep track of things so i i don't know like i wouldn't do things just because you're thinking about how shitty other people are but uh if you think they would enjoy having their name on their handpiece and and stuff like that you know it, it means that you can't use it to commit a murder uh i don't know if you knew that but you don't if you have a murder weapon you don't want your name on it um pro tip Okay. Uh, how many times have I said one more? I will really do one more. Uh, I'm in a really weird spot. Backseat of a Volkswagen. Starting dental school and need some advice. First off, I'm Canadian. Oh, I'm sorry. And was accepted to use Sydney for the DMD program. Canadian and Australia have reciprocal agreements so I can write the Canadian boards. Just like, wow. I'm not qualified to answer stuff about Canada and Australia. I've been to Canada. I haven't been to Australia uh, maple syrup, hockey sticks. Good luck to you. If you get rejected from four interviews, I was wondering if your interview skills are shit and get rejected from all four schools. Where did you go from there? Uh, uh when do you, uh, man, your writing skills are shit. Uh, anyway, like the rest of your application, she's, if you're getting interviews, so that's good. But uh, try to do whatever you can to pump up your your stats and your application and try to figure out why you're not stealing. Um, 
you can ask too. I mean, they might, they might tell tell you something useful. Probably, probably not, but you could, you know, ask admissions like, Hey, you know, I, I got an interview, like I'm really wanting to make myself better uh, for next cycle or whatever. Can you give me some feedback on why I wasn't selected? You know, you, you could try that. Um, I don't know if you'd get anything useful or not, but that's an option, but uh, really just be really self-reflective. Try to pump yourself up where you can. Like if you, you know, if that's do some more shadowing, do some research, uh, start a charity. I don't know, like whatever you can fucking fucking do to set yourself apart, you know, retake the dat if your scores are not great or whatever. Um, yeah, but just keep at it. You'll eventually get into it. If you, uh, listen to Mark Costas, uh, he was like, you know, giving up on, on life. And now he's one of the most successful people ever, ever that he was rejected, uh, a lot. Um, so he's a, he's a good one to listen to. He's a very good success story. Uh, also, um, really quick, Mark Costas thing. I mean, we'll end on this. Uh, so we listened to podcasts and whatnot in dental school. And one of the people we listened to is Mark Costas. And he's he's really great. Like a lot of the stuff that I have implemented in my my practice and whatnot, I have uh, kind of stolen from him. Some of the ways I, I think about dentistry, I've, uh, you know, got got from him. So one of my friends had mentioned that they heard on his podcast that he was going to a conference that was at ADEC. And ADEC is like right the, where we live. It's uh, out in uh, Hillsborough. And he was like, I was thinking maybe we could email Marcostas and see if we could like meet him. And that's like, yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. So he did. And Mark responded to him and was like, yeah, that'd be great. Come out. So there's like three of us. Uh, we went and we hung out with, uh, with Mark Costas and Mark Costas was super nice. He took us to a really fancy, uh, whiskey bar. He bought us a drink and a sandwich. He talked about the dentistry. He was just really shepherding of us as new dentists or, or new soon to be dentists. We we're students at the time. And I, I just think like that's when I hear about the like, oh, don't go into fucking dentistry. It's bullshit. You know, whatever. Fuck those people. Like Mark Costas is like, hey, you know, come out with us. Let me take care of you because I know you're all poor as shit and I'm going to impart some wisdom. I'm going to tell you how to be successful in the, in this business business. And I'm going to really uh, do some mentoring uh, on my time, on my dime uh, just because it's the right thing to do for people entering the profession. And that guy is the shit. And I will always think of him as the shit as one of the most amazing people ever. Um, just because he, he gave us a, a pep talk that I think we all needed because we all had doubts and, and whatnot. And he, uh, he kind of laid some of that, uh, that to rest. And he was like, let me, uh, let me be awesome. It was like, you know, uh, Bill and Ted be excellent to each other. All right, motherfuckers, you have a good day. Oh, give me a noose. I can hang from the tree. I need no excuse to end my misery. This holiday season is all the more reason to die.
mittens, one green and one red. And I walk alone where they bury the dead. The snow falls as I dream. It's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve. The bottle is empty. The sleigh has a flat. The stripper in my bed is ugly and fat. All the more reason to die. 